Season 3, Episode 5, Anna Quayle. Oh my goodness, another female interviewee. And she's not just there to make up the numbers. I feel, I, I keep saying this, but honestly, the, the, the lack of women in this so far, in, in the 30 episodes, is not, of course, down to me being some kind of misogynist. Quite the opposite, in fact. And it's not down to uh, their uh, their quality as interviewees. Quite the opposite, in fact. Uh, it's just a simple factor of me not having as many female friends as I do male friends, really. So until I make it onto the uh, you know the Hollywood um, PR slash marketing list, like Mark Maron, um, and you know I get Scarlett Johansson and um, and Co. beating down my door to sit with me for four hours and talk about seven song choices and, and a film and a book and a virtual reality vista. Um, I'm afraid there's going to be a relatively scant smattering of women. I'm going to interview my daughters at some stage, but you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to put that up. Anyway, Anna, Anna Quayle, real died in the wall music lover. Died in the wall. Is that right? Very, 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 keen musician music lover we've been to festivals together not two of us not on a date we're both married to other people and uh this this interview again i've listened back to it a couple of times and there's just this brilliant i'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you, this brilliant um pink floydian story that just popped out of nowhere and even surprised anna i think she she i'm still the mind boggles that she didn't think to put the story in her, her pro forma when she returned it to me, considering that two of her song choices are Pink Floyd. But anyway, there it is. To all of our friends in Ocean Grove, uh, miss you guys, um, and I hope you enjoy this conversation with the delectable Anna Quayle. Look at this wine. So it was, oh, yeah, wine, uh, you know, that's probably a bit... It was kind of, it was too much truth. Too much. It was too, <laughs> too much truth. I was. Uh, it, it was a real time um, sort of uh, moral decision making exercise. Like you, you just go, oh, look, we we should stop. But then mm. I felt like it was really there was just some really beautiful stuff that came out. So it was you know still good. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not Andrew Dinton, and you're not going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How's that? Does it sound sound okay? Like yeah. Me and it's you. Good. Comfortable. Yep, good. All right, okay. So, Anna, Anna, could yes. I did we say your surname? Quail. Yeah, okay, we're going to do that. All right, good. We can, yeah, that's fine. Because I'm going to find it hard to say, Andrew, that I just, I'm just really going to. Yep, he's uh, just Quail. Right, exactly, exactly. I'm going to start with, now, like, there's a few little sort of looseners. I like hypotheticals. Mm. And I thought, one for you, you probably guess what it is. You've got five. You do five. Yeah, you're allowed any five guitars. Oh, wow! Any, I mean, yeah. we won't get ahead of ourselves. Spoiler alert with your with your later on your mm. item. Item, yeah. So you can choose that if you want, or but or you can have five other other ones. Mm. They can be they can be any year. They can be cool. Okay, go. Ooh. Go oh, on, I think go a, on a quail. A Telecaster, sixties. I don't know which one though. I don't know, like a 65, I think it might have been. Like rosewood fretboard. Yeah, rosewood for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, mid-60s telly. 
mm-hmm. would be number one, I think. Numero Love uno. Love it. Yeah. Um, I'd love a <laughs> it's like my wish list. Um, oh, see, I don't know brands though, but I'd love a wonderful classical guitar. Yeah, okay, one of those ones that's made somewhere <clears throat> by a master in Spain. Spain, mm. rosewood. Right, that'd be lovely. Um, yeah, you got me there as well. I don't, I don't. Alvarez isn't there. Is that one of the famous yeah. ones? Is Alvarez yeah. a that's one a of the name. dudes? Mm. Yeah, and. Um, have to be a three three five yeah. Gibson. Swiss Army knife of guitars. Yes. Although yeah, it's the size of those. Or the one I've got is quite big, the guild. It's a very similar yeah. shape. Semi semi hollow. Um, mm. Yep. Looks very similar. Okay, it's quite big too, and I love that anyway, so that's pretty good um because that's three so we've got we've got a, a really nice classical connie sorry we've had an interloper already <laughs> interloper the dog is here it's pretty she smelt the sushi connie okay so we've got <laughs> mid-60s telly rosewood football yeah really nice classical mm. I'm, I'm i'm not gonna i was i was about to draw a comparison when, when, when i was thinking about the cost of such a guitar i was gonna speak to you about quail's handmade bike but that's probably not fair you know, I saying think I could put a bracket on it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe you can allow yourself. All right. So that's and and then a, a really nice Gibson three three five. Did we say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Les Paul, just workhorse. Would um, you go with like a fifty nine if you had the choice? You know, you've got like four hundred thousand dollar guitar in your hand. Would ooh. you? I've never touched such a thing, so I don't know. Mm. I'm sure it would be amazing. Mm. I only looked at Studio Ones and other little. Copies and things, and yeah. never really plugged one in and played one, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, yes, that would have to be on the list. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just can imagine it being mind blowing. Yeah, so you got so one more, one more yeah. Um, it's a pretty good stable so far. I just, yeah, uh, have a bit of a problem with strats. Yeah, uh, even though most of the guitarists I think are <sighs> fabulous, play them right, which is really bizarre, isn't it? Well, uh, well, yeah. Please tell me what you meant by that. <clears throat> Bit of a problem with strats. Um, they just don't feel right. Right. Yeah, they just don't feel right. The fretboard doesn't what feel right. Um, yeah, the shape doesn't feel right. I know they've done a lot to them to make them feel more comfortable. Different. Yeah. Shapes, C shapes, and whatever. And so the the shape of the neck, neck. you never got along with. No, it's hmm. just never felt right in the body. Maybe. Um, Maybe it's a dude thing. Maybe it feels like a woman. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Right. Um, yeah, it just hasn't felt comfortable. How's about, yeah. without getting to your luxury item, like a, a, do you have a dream acoustic? Like a, um, it probably used to be the Taylor. Yeah. Because um, I had a solid body years ago and that was amazing. could only imagine that it would just only get more and more yep. unbelievable. But I yep. kind of got lost um, within their range when I was trying a few out. <laughs> Too many options. Yeah, at the Acoustic, acoustic Centre. Yeah, 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 yeah. And got a little bit lost and worked my way all the way up to the 800 <laughs> series that yes. I couldn't afford even and was still frustrated. And then... <laughs> so, 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 like... I reached the... Uh, yeah, yeah, the pinnacle. The they pinnacle yeah. and... Um, yeah. And it was too much. Not being satisfied was... Yeah, that was a bit disappointing. So... Um, yeah, the Matins are a little bit more... I've never really liked Matins either, but it was this particular model. Right. And you got it from 
the acoustic sense. Got it from Geelong, from oh, um, from Nick. From um, yeah, Nick. Good on him. Who's now moved? He's moved to uh, A and B. Is he really? Yeah, he's there. Yeah, and he's Nick done James. Good yeah, I did not know that. And he's moved around the whole guitar setup, and oh. it, the store looks twice as big. And wow, yes, yeah. that's big news. Yeah, that shows that is. how long ago because uh, our our friend Nick um, has sold me. Mm, well, certainly the high watt and the black star sitting over there and, and but gee i haven't seen him for so long oh that's it you okay. need to go shopping i need to see nick I need to shop him. okay <laughs> that sounds good so you may uh, dear listener you've always worked you already worked out that um and as a musician and more and more but um I thought we'd uh, I thought we'd talk about guitars sooner rather than later because I'm sure we'll come back to them as well. Yes, most so, likely. <laughs> and we also um, and um, Anna and I we're not in a rush, but we have a quiz to uh, contend with tonight. So I'm going to suggest that we go straight to song number one. It's a good. It seems to me to be a good thing to get a song in early mm. because then you know when we are. 10 hours down the track and other people are waiting upstairs for the quiz to begin with. Yes. <laughs> We've got a head start. Then. Yes. Do you remember your, well, of course you do. Your, do you remember what, the first one that you picked though? Which? Um, oh no, I'm trying to think. Well, it definitely would have been Pink Floyd. Uh, two and three are Pink Floyd. Your yes. f- oh. song number one was Beck. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hmm. You're surprised. Oh, that's only in terms of timeline of when I sort of discovered albums, yeah. Right. Okay, well, okay, well in this loop, because we mentioned that when we are talking to Tina upstairs. So your your decision process, and I, actually I did want to talk about this. I wanted to ask you. So you, um, I think, referenced that magic sort of period between, like, what, what did you say, 15? Probably and, 15 to about 19, yeah, of discovering music and albums. Yeah, yeah. Or LPs, yeah. And then they kind of stick with us. Forever. Forever, yeah. Mm. So this was one of those? Beck was one of those? Beck was later on. Mm. And um, uh, I was working at a music store, Manny's, yeah. in Melbourne. And uh, someone got a hold of a copy of it pretty early when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember us all just being overwhelmed by the wow. songwriting, the production, and the album as like a completed Yeah collection of songs yeah. that were all on the same sort of tempo and feeling and vibe. Um, I think it's a quintessential breakup album. I think. And, I, and I want to say, so you're in your words. Um, yep, exactly that. So, so from the album Sea Change and you picked the golden age as the, as the song. That's chose the opening that. song. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amazing breakup album, lovely acoustic guitar, a Sergeant Peppers for our generation. Someone said that at Manny's. Someone said that on the yeah, floor. Right. And uh, a few of us laughed and then a few of us thought, you know what, he's one of those um, artists. He's one of those yeah. songwriters that um, is really revolutionary. He can go from pop to hip-hop to yeah. rock and roll to then this beautiful collection of songs. Yeah. And um, whilst it's not complex, the songs aren't very complex um, musically. They're just... Um, uh, there's string arrangements and things like that, which are, mm-hmm. I guess, but uh, the chords and or the guitar playing on it is all pretty simple. Um, but there's just a whole 
amount of feeling that uh and you go back to it and and it still does the same thing for you yeah, yeah yeah it's wonderful it's great in a big room with you know big speakers and huh. a lot of uh atmosphere it's a great um road album it's a great driving album yeah but this takes does this it's, it sounds like this takes you back specifically to manners is that is that true this like that that time and that place like being in that work environment or I something i think it was more that someone <clears throat> said this is the mm. sergeant peppers for our generation i mm. thought yeah no that's really good and i think now i think beck and paul mccartney are mates they get around is that true? Yeah, oh, all right. hang out i think so they're obviously connecting on some Artist level, and are you like uh, I, I, I don't I've lost track of how many albums he's made, but it must be in the double digits. I, I I'm guessing, yeah, it's got to be. I'm, I'm a, I, re, I like some others, but they're very very different. Yeah, um, musically, yeah, this one sort of stands alone. Yeah, as a lovely um, piece of work, I guess. Yeah. Mm. So you're not much into that, or is it the Midnight Vultures or whatever the one that, that was a bit? I didn't mind it. I like all that sort yeah. of funky pop, wacky yeah. sort of stuff that he's done. Yeah. Um, and he was great live. Oh, you've seen him live? Yeah. Oh, and Werribee too, during a festival. You saw and, Werribee? Uh, yeah, at uh, when Werribee Mansion when they had, ah. I think it may have only run for two years, music festival there. Right on. And he was uh, sensational. He was great. And did he? was it him and an acoustic guitar? Was it like this? No, it was the band. Was so he obviously had an album after, I think. Huh. Yeah. All right, let's have a listen to this and... Um, just so you know, anything that we say while this is playing will be edited out. So this is where you get to just be as rude or as, as profane oh, as, you, as you like. Yeah.
treacherous road with a desolated view. This said this before I, one of the many 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 reasons I love doing this is because things like that happen I go oh damn that's a good song you know like I, I've heard that I think years ago but so beautiful and you and you I think that's the beauty about it I think yeah. you can listen to that album over and over and over and over and over right. again and you right. don't get sick of it or you discover something new every time even just then I was listening to yeah. the lead guitar I sort of hadn't normally huh. listened to that before and yeah there's a lot in that album and that song Beautiful. There's there's a there's a favourite question I like to ask. You kind of were going towards it there. When you hear, like when you listen to music for the first time, do you do you hear the lyrics, what this the content of what they're saying, or do you more hear the production and the music and, and everything? Yeah, probably else? The production. Yeah. And then uh, instruments, I guess. Probably mainly guitar, and then the others, and then voice and lyrics probably last. Yeah. So, Unless it's a real punchy line from a chorus that. Um, yeah, cut through, but it'd have to be very kind of yeah um, noticeable. I guess yeah. for me to notice that first. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's do the vinyl thing because I, I don't think I've really done this. But you know that you know it, it's always there's there's almost two camps. You know, one's like the Emperor's New Clothes, like that's rubbish. You can't hear the difference. And then there's other mm-hmm. people that that disagree. Some people say it's about the ceremony, you know, of turning the thing over. But you mentioned when while that was playing the the crackles as well mm. so do you 
Are you a believer? Are you a believer? I'm a believer, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did the test one day. Oh. Uh, I think it was before we got a um, turntable. This is you and Quail. And yeah, we just sat in the living room, mm. and which has got a lot of reverb in that room anyway. And I'm just wondering what we played. Whether it was that. I think it was a song. Yeah. Um, have to try and think what it was. What was the test song? I should know. And we wanted to compare, and it was very difficult. I have to say, it was very difficult to tell right. the um, difference in the sound. Uh, and we came away just saying the noticeable difference is the feeling. It was more attention to the song and more feeling and kind of more of a connection when we had vinyl playing. Right. And so, and I've, I've read that. I guess it's scientific. They strip data off. Sure. Yep. yep. Um, the file to condense it. That's and right. So something's missing and what's That's missing, right. I don't know. But um, there's, there's, there's literally more bits of, bits as in of BI, you know, the, the, as in data. megabytes, bits of data in, mm. in the, in the bits grooves of, of a record. What's yeah. It? It's that's right. So it's more of an emo- it's an emotional thing. Mm. But you A-B'd it. You managed to A-B a digital recording of something with a with a vinyl recording. Yeah. And just did a comparison back and forth, listened to the whole song, sections yeah, yeah. of songs. And we said, oh, no, that's, yeah. I think we were contemplating getting a nice, very nice turntable. I'm glad we did. You got yeah. it. What have you got? Um, oh, now I need to remember the, uh, the name of it. Oh, I don't know. I this, was this how, how many years ago did you get that? Uh, about three or four years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've did always loved um, turntables though. Yeah. Mum had one from when she was younger, I guess, a yeah. pioneer. It was a pioneer mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. And um, I do remember just sitting in front of that, mm. uh, just listening to records or to the radio. Yeah. That was sort of my... Childhood past. Was it one of the stack the stack ones that stacked had the, ones tape big, decks and that's it with the big speakers yeah, either side. Yeah, and uh, that was my yeah chill out time. I can see you now. See, you do it. Mm. I, could, I, I know. And I know exactly what you mean. There was that. There was that period where well, with the tape recorder. Yeah, the I'd tape be taping taping the radio and things. Two tapes and then the the expensive ones. If you push the button or whatever, then the the tape deck thing would come out very slowly. Right, that's it. You had to pay the big bucks for that. <laughs> <laughs> One that didn't just pop straight out. like the cheap springs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, nice segue into um, my next question, which was going to be uh, around your your parents and, and well, specifically music, your parents and music, firstly, before we get into what they did and, and, and the way that you moved around and things. So was, was, it, <clears throat> was it a very big part of your home life as a child to have music on and around definitely music was always on mm-hmm. yeah so that's a really nice thing um uh i guess not always like it wasn't constantly now it's so easy to put on spotify and have it on in the yeah. house um it was more of uh something to yeah to go to the vinyl and select one and put one on on the weekend um right yeah so uh, it wasn't always on, but it was always there. But there was an element then of it being a special occasion at the weekend to sit down with, um, like you know, maybe the family or certainly mm. your parents, maybe yeah. a glass of wine, put on and actually pay attention to the music. Yeah, Dad had a great vinyl collection. Mm-hmm. He was upset that it was left behind one of their flats. Oh. Mum and Dad uh, had a flat in the middle of Sydney. Yeah. And then moved, although they were moving quite a bit. It was before we were born. And yeah. Then he left a stack of... Rolling Stones and The Who and all these. Oh, my. Great. What happened? I think mum forgot to put them in a box and so 
Oh, yeah, I forgot to put it in box. I think so. And I think she went, oh, that, those old things. and um, Oh, boy. Left them behind. So. And their marriage survived that? No, maybe that was the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I blundered into that. Uh, no, oh. I don't think that was that was the reason. I don't think it was over vinyl. <laughs> I'm, so sorry. I'm so sorry. That was because that wasn't on your profile. But it might have been. Might oh, dear. Have been. That might have been the underlying. Oh, no. That's see, that's why that's why I'm not Andrew Denton. I'm clearly uh, I've just blundered into the fact that your parents separated. I'm so sorry. Well, mum, mum, uh, she had a great vinyl collection. Hers yeah. was more folk, uh-huh. uh, which mm-hmm. was wonderful. So I had yeah. the Mummers and the Puppers and uh. Peter Paul and Mary and all of that to mm. listen to. So that was that was a lot of vocal stuff, I guess. So that was different. Um, and your dad was more like into the Who and, and Zep. And, and uh, Rolling Stones. Rolling he Stones. loved really early. He likes blues. So yeah. very early um, Muddy Waters kind of influenced yeah. Rolling Stones. Yeah. The chess stuff, like the Chicago blues yeah. kind of stuff. That's, that's so tough. Have you got a good knowledge of all that all, all that um, sort of stuff, the early Chicago blues stuff? A bit of, yeah. Yeah. It's not my main area of no. <laughs> interest. But um, yeah, I'm certainly... Uh, influenced by it. Yeah. It's funny, I just, I, today, just listened to a, um, a podcast, my man, Mark Maron, just interviewed um, Buddy Guy. Oh, right. Today. And mm. he was just talking about the whole thing about going to Chicago when I think Johnny Hooker and, and, um, and Muddy Waters and maybe T-Bone Walker and, and those guys were kind of already established there when he went there. Mm. And maybe BB King went there as well. Um, but it took famously or infamously the, the, the British invasion to kind of teach the Americans about yeah. their own amazing their own musicians. Music. Yeah. yeah. I always find that fascinating that, yeah, the Rolling Stones really kind of brought all of that music out uh, and yeah, rehashed it for a yeah. new generation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Certainly like John Lee Hooker. He's a big favourite of mine. Yeah. I love all that music. It's great. I have to apologise as I do to everybody. Seven songs is from seven albums is a terrible terrible thing did you um did you find it well I'm, I'm leading you into the answer i suppose but was it was it very difficult to to just narrow it down to yeah seven? it is tricky yeah. yeah and like i said since buying more vinyl we've yeah am- like amassed a big collection now and yeah sort of was going through all all the favorite there's just so many favorites but yeah. um that's probably what led me to just some real standouts and um probably the first Several that really made an impact. Is that what you? So up. did you look at your collect your collection at home and go that, that like that was how you made the decision? Like you, uh, I had a bit of a look, and then when mm. I was struggling with that, I just kind of stood away and just thought, what are the ones that um, have just made a big impression? Yeah, and went went with that. I think it was easier. Yeah, mm. and your your um, you know, your Venn diagrams with Quail do they do they overlap in a massive way? Are you basically into the same music? Um. No, it's been, he's, a, I wouldn't say non-musical, but a very different <laughs> musical taste. <laughs> um, yeah. He does not play an instrument, for example. He doesn't play an instrument yeah. and he's probably not into, or wasn't exposed to the older bands and singers and yeah. um, didn't have that as part of his upbringing. Yeah. Um, he was probably around school time influenced by sort of dance music and everybody getting into the popular. Right dance scene like the acid um, house type thing from yeah. at the end of the 80s start yeah. of the 90s kind 90s of thing 90s sort of yeah. um just through friendship groups and yeah. peers which didn't sort of interest me too much yeah so um as in your at school that wasn't a big thing no not 
really. I was probably always going off to pubs and seeing yeah. live bands. I always loved just seeing live music. Was did you have a? It's great. Were you an outlier? Um, I, I actually did look at in my professional research. I looked. I looked up your school in Kew. Um, what do you, how do you say it again? Janet Sano. Janet Sano. Yeah. All girls, ladies, college in Kew. Um, was it, were you an outlier? Was it, were, you know, to be into your folk and into your rock and guitar and pub, yeah, pub music? Yeah, I think so. I was on a bit on the outer, I think. Um, the main sort of focus at school was classical music and uh-huh. choir and uh-huh. traditional instruments. And I felt a bit lost because I loved the guitar and... Wanted to play that. I guess the good thing was is that I did do classical guitar lessons and yep. um, didn't realise at the time, but that would be really helpful later on. It was yes. wonderful. And played in a few of the bands, but there wasn't any jazz or anything like that. There yeah. wasn't kind of that focus. So that was a bit hard. So I did make some friends with some girls who were just more into the arts or uh-huh. into that kind of music scene and we would run out and watch live music and... Are we coming into the Rocket Queen, which I've got to come back to later yeah, on? Yeah, probably. That... I formed a band probably early on at school. With some, How old? Um, I might have even been year eight or year nine. Just some oh, friends really? wow. at school and at similar other all-girls schools that were around in the area. And yeah. I, I guess we came together because we realised <clears throat> there was nowhere to sort of fit in or play yeah. that kind of music at school. Yeah. It wasn't really encouraged. Um but we all loved, and one, you know, a couple of the girls loved U2 and mm-hmm. um, those sort of bands of that time and just wanted to play all those covers. And Yeah. Was, uh, it, was it because of Guns N' Roses you called yourself Rocket Queen? Oh, no. Uh, I think the girls did love, oh, they absolutely did like Guns N' Roses. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think it was taken, but it was had, you know, other... I don't know. I don't know where they got lost, but they went on a tangent, I think. It's, a really, it's actually a really cool name for a band. I, yeah. I like it. But it made me think of... It's a bit Guns of a questionable, questionable song, though. Yes, yeah. Yes, I think yeah. the whole album maybe is mm. a little bit misogynistic, yes. but, but it made it a little bit... <laughs> as an interesting name for it. Unless you were being... Um, what's the new word? Meta for... Or, you know, or I suppose at least, um, you know, there was a, there was a bit of uh, a knowing... I guess it sounded like, strong and it sounded feminine, so it was kind yeah, of both. And it yeah. was just like, yeah, great, you know, we can wear high heels and rock out with guitars and yeah. uh, have a laugh and it was good. Yeah. So probably sum that up. Yeah. All right. Well, so let's reverse up a bit. So, um, uh, so my, my overall, so your biography, which is very clear, you know, and it, it seemed to me modest. Um, and it may just reflect that. I mean, it's hard to write about one's own life, isn't it? I guess like mm. what, how much do you put in, how much you leave out. But, um, you, you know, seem to have done an awful lot and you're quite matter of fact about, it, you know, traveling and, and then being in the bands and then all the different careers and the jobs you've had and things like that. But when did you get bitten by, like we said, okay, you were sitting in front of the Pioneer Stereo listening to music. When did you get bitten by a guitar? Like, can you remember a time when that went right, you know, when that grabbed a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. Grade six, I think it was. Wow. Um, we had a school production and I think that was the first time I thought, great, I can really, you know, get involved uh-huh. and um, our drama teacher, I think um, she was doing the choreography and I remember she was very animated. She was from Channel 7, I think, choreography department that, <laughs> and everyone made a big deal of that. There was lots of jazz hands and yeah. um, dancing, which was a lot of fun. And then we had this student teacher. What, jazz hands? Oh, just <laughs> part of 
part of the routine was very animated. And, oh, like that, you're okay, so you like literally. Uh, with the dancing yep. and the routine. That was fun, but I love the music. We did blue suede shoes and oh. the piano teacher was fantastic who was always at the school. We had a visiting student teacher and he was young and he had an electric guitar and oh. a big loud amp. Oh, wow. Plugged it in and played... Um, a rendition of yeah, blue suede shoes, and I loved it. I just thought that so. That was it. That was the fantastic. moment. Fantastic. Yeah. So. So it was like the. I don't, that, I don't even know if that was the Scotty. Was that Scotty Moore? Yeah, Scotty Moore, and I really love his playing. I love yeah. that the whole rockabilly sort of stuff as well. So, a Dad had a guitar. It was locked away. That was probably enticing <laughs> as well. He oh, put really? it away, not to keep it away, just mm. in storage. And I found myself creeping up there all the time and unlocking the door and going in and. Uh. Opening the guitar. So, yeah, maybe it felt a bit naughty to get the guitar. And Electric? Without asking. No, acoustic. Acoustic. Mm. But metal, not nylon strings, though. Ah, uh, steel strings. Steel strings. Mm. I mean, that's tough. Right away, you, you're yeah. going, ouch, you know, as a, as a child. Mm. So, where do you, so the fact that you did classical, does that reflect that the school was, was really more focused on, on classical music as a, or in general? Like, yeah, absolutely. That was yeah. the only sort of option. And, um, uh, I would have loved to play folk and mum sort of said, she said, you can go on, you can play folk later. Yeah. Um, but that's all they offered and it'd be good to do and that was great to do. And yeah. you said before uh, that it's, I mean, paraphrasing that it still helps you now. Mm. Classical, is, is it mainly the right hand thing? The yeah, finger picking thing? finger picking. I think it led on, it led to finger picking. Um, yeah. And oh, it just reinforces sort of timing and all those Absolutely. important things. That so was good. Did you do a ton of grades or whatever they're called, like the exams? Did yeah, you a couple of exams. With guitar, it was only sort of two or three years, I think. Right. Yeah. I did the music theory, but... Um, you still got it all? You still know all that? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you read That's, music? Uh, oh, if I really, yeah, I tried and concentrated. Yeah, yeah but I haven't yeah. for years, so... All right. The, and and oh yeah, the, the other question I want to talk. So you you are in your <clears throat> in your siblings. You're you're one of three. Um, older brother, younger sister. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they musical? Not at all. Huh. Not one bit. No. Huh. <laughs> My brother's got a great appreciation of um, art rock, probably, and quirky bands like as in talking heads talking heads yeah love them i think he did he went to a pink floyd concert yeah um with a friend um yeah loves all that kind of stuff but not um musical himself no and your younger sister younger sister she's a fair bit younger um not at all i think she had piano lessons for a little bit and then just didn't catch no didn't catch yeah there's something there. Yep. Mm. We're certainly cool with you. All right. Well, you mentioned that, that that sounds like another very professional segue into your second choice. And we we spoiled the surprise earlier on, but you picked two Pink Floyds. I mm. believe you may be the first person to pick two songs from the same artist. Yep. So do you, the first one from um, The Wall. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably... Um... Well, that was really the first album. I went round to a friend who was yeah. really arty. Her brother was really arty and they had lots of vinyl and she handed me The Wall yeah. and she, she's got now a, a psychologist, so no wonder. She was looking into the lyrics and the meaning uh. and everything and found that fascinating and the whole story and um, I found all the artwork fascinating 
And when she played it, I just thought, wow, the music is amazing. Yeah. Mm. So the, 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 as in the gatefold, the, the proper double album, mm. all of the The booklet artwork, and all the, the artwork. Yeah, and yeah. it was almost like a full complete, again, a full complete album and a yeah. story yeah. to go with it. Did, um, did you ever see the film? Did you watch the film at all with Bob Geldof? No. Oh, I've seen sections of it. Some bits of it. Yeah. Was the, in Australia, was the song that you picked, which I think is, you wanted part two, like the, the famous one with the famous mm. solo. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> was that was that top of the charts forever, like it was in England? Yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, yeah. And um, did you ever see Pink Floyd? No. Damn. I know. So you probably know, right? <laughs> yeah. My brother sort of was like, oh, all right. Uh, a friend asked yeah. me. He said, oh, okay, I'll go. Did he go to the um, Delicate Sound of Thunder tour, like the eighties, yeah, the eighties yeah. one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you. But to be clear, you want you don't want the light. You don't want a live version. You want the uh, the original. Uh, from from the original album, The Wall. Yeah, and probably for the reason what you said, also the guitar solo in it just really stood out. I think yeah. that was probably a transition from just playing acoustic to hi- at home yep. to borrowing a friend's electric and realizing right how good electrics can sound. Did you try? Did you sit there for hours trying to learn the the Dave Gilmore solo? I've never tried. That's probably my sort of style a little bit. I'm not into um, trying to learn it note for note. Right. Um, um, played sections of it along with it, but I think I just kind of incorporated that whole style. Yeah. Um, with a bit of my playing. Yeah. Over the years, and I just loved that it was sort of a nice combination of funk, as well as a yes. rock rhythm behind it. Yeah. Um, and great soloing. I just think all that sustain and everything. That's like yes. BB King or all those notes. Oh and, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And phrasing. I just yep. felt like he had it. All going on well for my ears, anyway. For yeah, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To I'm, guitar. I mean, I don't think we're saying anything revolutionary, but you just mentioned BB King as well, and it, what, I don't know. It's just something about Dave Gilmore and BB King, the way they hold and bend notes, mm. bend, bend and shake notes, and and I don't know what it is, but I'm with you 100. Um, percent All right, let's. It's, we are 100% listening to the whole of this song. Oh, great. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Loud, too. Yep. Turn it up. We don't need no education. We don't need no thought control. Teacher, leave them kids alone. 
I love that, that, that Scottish guy. I think he was like, like the story wasn't he? Some, I think he just like worked in the studio or something, that guy. Oh, that, really? Yeah. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. I, I loved it. And that added a little bit of drama and theatre to it as well. Yeah. I think I loved that too. So I loved drama at school. And yeah. um, I think that album just has everything going on in it. So we, you said, yeah, so year nine was, was, was when this really hit you? This, this Probably song, when I heard album. it. Yeah. yeah. And so, then I was a bit... Um, I wasn't wayward. I was probably a little bit just yeah. rebellious, I guess, in year nine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Gave your parents a bit of trouble? Uh, no, no, I was pretty good. I was pretty good. I think yeah. I just wanted to play electric guitar, I guess, and I kind of yeah, couldn't. Right. Or there wasn't a place for me to play it. And, yep. Um, in saying that, the you know, the school was good. They found the band. I think a few times I played uh, in the band, so that was good. So you're like, year school nine's band. what, 13? Age 13 uh, or so? 14, 14, 15. 15. Okay, okay. Mm. Sounds like your school's pretty cool. I mean, and just from, I mean, obviously it's different now. Everyone's got flash websites and things like that. But was it was it a good, so it was in, in Kew, which is kind of east of the CBD of Melbourne. In the Burbs, yeah. East in the suburbs. Burbs, yeah. It was a good school, you liked it? Um, The time, yeah, I had a good time. I guess it can be a bit weird maybe for some, uh, very sort of strict. Uh, school Catholic thing Yeah all girls Yeah um, But uh, I had a lot of laughs And uh, Yeah good time It was a boarding school It was a boarding school Yeah did you, I didn't board You didn't no. board Okay no. Alright so I, I did want to just clear this up For For the thousands of people In, in, in Poland as well and, and, and everywhere else In Norway But um, It sounds to me like Or maybe there's an easy explanation but It sounds like there was a A big turn in, in your in your parents' employment. Um so one was air hostess then teacher, the other was marine pilot then university lecturer. Sounds yeah. like something there was some big thing that happened to both of them. <laughs> what um, or, or Oh not? well it was the sixties. Mum was an air hostess with Qantas and you couldn't continue your job. Once you got married you had to resign. Is that right? Yeah, you had to give up your job. I so did not know that. She was flying probably for three years uh, with Qantas and a year maybe with Ansett before that. <laughs> what, so, so hold on. So is that in case you got pregnant and then you you wouldn't be able to have maternity? I don't know. I guess you were off the market maybe. I don't, <laughs> they needed you not to fly so with the, Not they, so attractive yeah. to, the, um, to, the, to the customers. Because it was a little bit more elitist even to be able to fly presumably – in those days, mm. it wasn't so cheap to fly. So, that, no. so they needed the air hostesses to be kind of semi-geisha sort of uh, <laughs> ladies. I think. <laughs> so is that what your mum's like? Is she a uh, semi-geisha? No, 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 not at all. No. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So she had to sort of give up. So she didn't do anything for many years. Yeah. Uh, stay-at-home mum, yeah. um, and then returned to teaching. She did a degree, probably when my brother was little. I think it was, uh. and then. Um, later on, she did, did a te- bed. teaching degree. Degree. When, uh, oh. I think she did her bachelor when we were little, mm-hmm. and uh, dip ed dip later on. That, yeah. yeah, and then dad was at sea, so sort of similar. Yeah. Uh, he was a pilot, and with container ships and things like that. And because we had to settle down in one spot, we moved to Melbourne. And um, I was probably later. He was in managerial roles in logistics, and then in for 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 a pilot service. Oh, for different companies. No, I got into uh, just managing roles for logistic companies, okay. um, and then turned to uh, lecturing logistics. 
I see. Right. Yeah. So he had that specialty and then he went on and taught what he knew. Mm. But I'm, I'm a, I don't know if I would tell you, I'm a bit of a ship nerd as in just, I just love watching the oh, ships as they wow. go across well, the... Yeah, he's he's yeah. all over it too. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the app. I'm sure he's got the app. He's got the app. Yeah. He does. The app's very cool. Um, but uh, so am I right in saying then that he was a marine pilot in Wollongong? Was that where he was working? We lived there when we were little. Yeah. So he probably would have been based there for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, originally he was from Queensland. Yeah. Um, oh, he's been on boats. Yeah. Everywhere. Ships, I should say. Ships, yeah. Um, container ships. Um, mainly for many, many years. Tell me, because I mean, I, I I understand I understand what a ship's pilot does or what a maritime pilot does, but just take us through it because it, it it always amazes me, especially these the the people that work here. That w- mm. this is one of the most treacherous bits of water coming through the heads here in the world, isn't it? Yeah. So, please explain what your dad's job would involve when he was a maritime pilot. Uh, exactly that, I guess, yeah, um, navigating and coming into ports that were always changing and always different. Um, so many, many different ports all around Australia. He's anywhere I mention, I guess, whenever I've been traveling, um, he's been to like Port Hedland and, wow. um, Darwin, Vietnam. He went to Vietnam oh. several times. Um, just pretty, so he's high level that, that clearly is, he's not just a, yeah, he doesn't, I would imagine, I, I, I imagined that each area like i know here um i actually know somebody that's father is one of the pilots for uh, around here mm. and i always assumed it was a very specialized job because you have to know all of where the reefs are and the rips and, the, and of that area but your dad would go to different areas yeah he went to different areas but that was a long time ago so whether they're not now they sort of specialize in areas or whoever's got that job is sort of based somewhere um so that, again, was before he was married, so he was travelling a fair bit and yeah. then was based in Wollongong. That was steel uh, shipments in and yep. out of Wollongong. Yeah. And then he ran a container ship company in Melbourne. That's what sort of brought us down to Melbourne. We sort of realised we needed to settle somewhere. Right, Mum was right, from right. Melbourne. So. so but don't, doesn't it, those pilots, though, have to go out to these enormous ships and then climb up the outside of them on ladders and then oh, take no, over? <laughs> don't they? Did your dad not have to do that? Oh, not that I've heard. I don't know. I've thought, never mentioned that. Because you know, like the the orient. Well, maybe we're getting a bit away from the topic of music here, but this is <laughs> is it because I'm a ship nerd? But the uh, that you know the orange, um, you know, the, yeah, the smaller, the small ones that, that go out yeah. from Queenscliff there. Yep. I'm pretty sure they 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 go out to the the huge ships whose whose uh, captains, I guess. Don't have the local knowledge or, or whatever, and then actually take control of these things going through to bring it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if Dad's ever done that. That may have happened, yeah, where right. he was probably the one on the ship who knew the ship, and someone else would come aboard. Possibly, yeah. yeah. That so, might have happened. I'd have to ask him. So something mm. your dad needs to get together. Is he is he in Melbourne or is he down here? <laughs> up in Queensland. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a bit too much for me to fly just to ask just him about. Just it. Ask him that one question. <laughs> Maybe you could ask him for me. Yeah, I will. All right. Where's he now? And uh, he's on the Gold Coast. I uh, remarried and he's been there for a fair while. Just trying to think, about sort of twelve. Oh no, only about ten years in the Gold right. Coast. Yeah. Um. And 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 you can do the the the, the timeout signal. But when? How old were you when your parents separated? Oh, older. It was. Tw- I was probably uh, twenty two, twenty three. Oh. Yeah. My sister was young. She was thirteen. But um. Uh. Yeah. I was possibly twenty two, and just about to head off traveling. So mm. weird time. Yeah, a little bit bizarre. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I sort of was quite aware. I guess um, I was finishing university, so that was very sort of time-consuming. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, maybe it was always on the cards and <sighs> then I hopped on a plane and went to London and went yeah. off for many years. Yeah. So. Yeah. Blimey. Didn't sort of know. Um, but yeah, it was certainly hard for my sister because uh, just being the baby and being that age, yeah. She was a teenager. When, yeah, and still uh, at school. Mm. Yeah. Rough gig. Mm. Um, but they're very different. I can understand the different people. Mum was very much a city girl from Melbourne. Yep. Um, they both had interest in travelling uh, and those things, which obviously brought them together in the beginning. But I think um, the big sort of picture, yeah, mum's a city girl, dad sort of likes uh, quieter life and yeah. maybe Queensland really suits them. Yeah. yeah. So they just couldn't quite reconcile where they wanted to be and heading to yeah, yeah yeah in a later life you sort of got to have the the plan for now yep in relationships i think uh the five year the 10 year and the 20 yeah and beyond is kind of a good do you do idea. you and quails actually have you know um have those deliberately have those those conversations to to set it out you know to uh yeah to i think things. we're always planning it we're always throwing things out like five or ten years down the track yeah. just what are we doing what yeah. do we look forward to then? And having yeah. a shared a shared dream, having a shared right um, path, I guess. You can go off on your little tangents, but yeah, uh, having a nice something planned off in the distance. What's your? Good. You don't have to share, but what is there anything that's in your you know in, intermediate to long term plans? Because you, you, oh, oh, we both want to uh, travel again, and without the kids. <laughs> Sorry, kids. <laughs> We'd if you're listening, yeah. we love we'd, you, but we love you, but we'd love to go yeah. uh, through Italy and yeah. um, mainly Italy and just go through the wineries and yeah. really take our time and um, do travelling in a different way, not a backpacker kind sure, of way, sure. yeah, a bit more mature sort of yeah. grown up way. And but you've got your own business, so we do. Yeah. Is it is it is the so is the plan like when we retire or when we sell the business or sort of thing or, or much sooner than yeah. that? Yeah, well, we've shut down the business in the past. Yeah. We did, um, like it, it exists essentially, but we just uh, stopped all the building projects. We wound everything up so that we could travel with the kids for a year uh, around uh, Australia. So we've done that before. So that um, is a possibility in the future. Right. Um, How long ago was that? That was five years ago. Okay. Probably now. Yeah. 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 So that that's a great thing to do with the kids. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of freedom, so that was wonderful. Your husband is the most capable man in the world, which must make it easier. Yeah, he loves it. loves the uh, the camping lifestyle. <laughs> it's pretty... <laughs> I oh, tired towards the end. You're all right. I think the the wheels came off the, oh, really the trailer for me towards it's, the end. But, it's um, like you want to you live in a house again for a yeah. little while. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just that, that he's, he's got that beautiful ability to be able to... Uh, you know, fashion a, a, sh uh, a shelter and everything out of... Very um, practical yeah. and, uh, as I often refer to him, an ideas man. Mm. <laughs> Expand on that. <laughs> He's just got ideas. He's like, got, oh, no, it's raining. What do we do? Right, well, we'll just set up this tarp hole. He can fix it, yeah. He can fix it. Yeah. He can do, come up with something. Well, yeah, Fozzie's uh, various parties and, um, and Golden Plains spring to mind. Mm, that's it. He yeah. seems to arrive... Yep, this is Quail now, he's got... Um, and his husband seems to arrive with with some pieces of tarpaulin and ropes, and then yep. and then I I sort of go into my tent and come out, and and somehow there's a kind of amazing amazing erection festival erection, yeah, that's right, <laughs> um, with tables and and a bit, and, it, and it seems to be up with stand whatever's thrown at it as well. It's quite it. amazing. To and me. we've always referred to them as sort of um, architectural 
masterpieces. He did one, I think we were referring to it as the Sydney Opera House. It sort of had right. lovely kind of rolling peaks. and Oh, boy. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Clever lad. So, yeah, that made that trip. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, that, that was doable, five years ago. I think. Yeah, that was five years. And, and he did, maybe we'll, maybe we'll jump out of uh, order um, in terms of, in, onto your book, I think, because like, I, I, I don't, I don't like it when I do these, and, and we sort of get through the songs, and and you know, it's and it's taken us a while, and then it's like, okay, now we go tick, 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 tick. So I, I wanted to explore um, that book. It's not one I've read, but but Tina's read it, um, and and I've, well, obviously I've cho- I've I've asked you now to talk about it because it's it's an amazing book to read whilst travelling through Australia's beautiful outback, and. Go on, t- tell us why you picked Tracks. Tracks um, is a favourite book and it was amazing to read whilst we were travelling because yeah. um, she just describes the outback and yeah. her trip. Um, this is Robin Day- Davidson yeah. um, back in the 70s. Yeah. I don't know exact year. She just decided to head from Alice Springs to the middle of the western coast of Australia on yeah. the back of a camel with just her dog and uh, a few little things that she took along with her. It was quite amazing. No other humans, just her. Just her um, for months and months and months on end. Um, so, um, it, yeah, it was great to read while we were travelling because I think the key thing I took away from it was that the outback can look so bleak and so yes. lonely and um, so desolate and nothing to it but the further you look and the further you travel you can see patterns of beauty start yeah. to kind of emerge and and then you can see links between those she describes a similar thing between um animals and watching the birds yeah. and flora and fauna you know it's it becomes not just spinifex and sort of red dirt it becomes yeah. all these sort of patterns and they all come together and it kind of i didn't realize i sort of chose the book and then thought about it a bit and I thought that is a, a very similar thing to space like almost you can think space right. is really scary and yep, yep. Um, uh, desolate and just nothingness but there's a real beauty to that oh, as yeah. well yep, so yep. that's why her book resonated I just thought she was just so strong and so oh um, it's amazing just unbelievable and yeah. didn't she didn't she spend like a couple of years like learning to handle camels or something yeah, beforehand so she, or something. She was living in Darwin and then she just packed up and went out to the middle of Alice Springs and spent several years there learning how to deal with them and look after them and yeah. handle camels, wild camels and and then went on this trip. She did lose her mother. Um, there's a few references to her childhood and then there were some yeah. sort of things and you sort of think, oh, that's definitely... So it's a form of therapy perhaps... To, yeah, to, but to very extreme, it. and yeah. maybe her personality too. Maybe she's very complex. Yeah, yeah. Um, woman. I have heard now. I've read a few articles about it that she doesn't. She lives at home yeah. somewhere in the woods, and she doesn't answer the phone. And yeah. she works on scripts. And um, yeah, she's a funny character. Yeah. Yeah. And she? Do you think she was that before she did it, or do you think that the death of her mother and the journey kind of sent her more that way? Might have sent her more that way. I yeah. think she was probably like that a bit. To begin with, yeah, it's a whole yeah. mixture of things. Um, but but I just did... really, the key thing was I really loved that it was so frightening and yeah. so scary what she was yeah. doing, and then she made it so sort of beautiful. 
so so, so <clears throat> it was an, for you as an inspirational and a, and a beautiful thing and the cadence of it fit fit the your experience of traveling around yeah. there i think i was terrified Heading heading north yeah, right. and just away from the coast and yeah. just into nothingness. I think that was a bit scary. Yeah. Um, like around Lake Eyre and those sort of places, no one around, nothing around. Yeah. But there's then a real wonder and comfort from that. It's quite amazing. So you found that on your trip, like yeah. it was something that was you weren't certain of before you left, but but you discovered it on your trip. Mm. That's that's that's, that's a, great. I hadn't I hadn't really so well. I haven't done it at all, but I haven't had somebody so specifically link that kind of terrifying emptiness of space, even though it's jam packed with stuff, obviously. But that mm. kind of the that that terrifying sort of void with the inside, with the you know the inside of Australia, that that kind of uh, you know famously <laughs> completely empty centre, or almost completely empty centre. Yeah, and like and like space, you say there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on. There's so many animals yeah, and yeah. flora and fauna and all, all sorts of things happening. But um, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> so that leads me to another favourite question. <laughs> so how how would you go on a space station? I, and I've softened, by the way. I've, I've I've said that it was just even for me, it was way too bleak. Like there's a, there's a rescue craft on the way. Like it's it's on its way to get you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not there until the end of your life in in in, in fifty years time or whatever. You, you probably probably got a year or two while this. You know, rescue craft makes its way out towards the to to the edge of the heliosphere. So, how are you going to go? I think I would go all right, and I think it's huh. um, partly that trip and those sort of experiences, but also maybe my personality. I just thinking back to childhood. I love just sitting in a room on my own, listening to um, that old stereo, and yeah, not afraid to just spend a time on my own. Yeah, quite sort of comfy with that <laughs> and you would choose um and, and you know maybe um and because we'll go to your uh your virtual reality vista which has led me down all sorts of existential and, and metaphysical uh, alleyways before because i i can't decide if it's you just look at something on repeat or you can see people in real time or, oh, or yeah. whatever else, but mm. you pick the outback as your as your virtual reality. So you, you, you're in a bleak, empty place. Oh, and then I've of, got another. Place. And then you've got yeah. You oh, picked, I didn't think of that. <laughs> you can change your mind, but no, but, but, or just nature. I yeah, guess. yeah. And if it had some sunsets, or if it was a sunset, yeah, because uh, that's just amazing. Was uh, there a particular part of Australia that really, really sort of, um, you know, if you think back to the, your favourite places that you went to? Oh, there were several. So, yeah, there's not a clear um, one. Would it um, be more the greeny sort of tropically bits or was it or, – or you really love that, that I empty really love the emptiness. The, yeah, wow. Okay. The full outback. I just thought that was amazing. Yeah. Because you got to see the sky like that and where yeah. you don't get to see it like that anywhere else. Um, and, yeah, really feel that isolation and then know you're okay. And, yeah. Uh, it's quite a quite an amazing thing. You think you could do what sh- what um what uh, Ruth Davidson Robin da- sorry Robin Davidson did with with the camels on your own? No goodness, no. I don't know how she did. Yeah, uh, it's quite different being in a comp- like an air conditioned car with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> music and yeah. telephone and, uh, and a man that can make satellite a, phone and probably make a house out of some bricks and things. And, yeah, and a generator would be quite handy. But yeah. she did it all on her own, just sleeping under the stars and yeah. Um, 
I think a snake got to her dog. Her dog died. Oh God! Uh, so then she was had no one really, uh, other than the camel. So she she had one dog, and the dog died afterwards. Mm. Oh boy, yeah. that would have been tough. Yeah. And and is the uh, is the is it one of the is it is the book like a, a travelogue, like a diary? Is it is, is the narrative follow the type, or is it more of a kind of literary, you know, musings on existence and loneliness and all of that? No, it's more the diary sort of. Um, but I think without her knowing, without her realising, she she delves into those sort of topics yeah. um, and brings them to the surface, which is, yeah. Do you write a diary? I know. And I tried to on the trip, but um, that might have been busy with kids and <laughs> navigational duties. <laughs> so, um, so perhaps next time when you leave the kids behind, then you'll be out. Yeah, that might be good. Um, <laughs> Sorry, boys. Sounds like you're definitely... <laughs> You're, think, you're in bowling heads next time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they want to go to the Italy, to the vineyards of... <laughs> That's right. See mum and dad. We're going to another, another winery now. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we can go to... Well, let's, 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 um, let's, let's go away from Pink Floyd because your third one was, was Pink Floyd as well. But um, I don't know. Let's go to, let's go to Led Zeppelin. Mm. Um. Do you remember? Do you remember what you picked? Uh, friends. I think yes. It was. Yep. Yeah. From Led Zeppelin three. Yeah. And and you said uh, again, love the acoustic guitar on this album. Listened to it a lot during my university years. Mm. So, so where, where were you at uni? I went to uni at La Trobe. Mm-hmm. Um, doing outside me. of oh, in the outskirts of Melbourne. Yeah. I started off doing music. Yep. Um, which was a sort of just too theory based and everything. I yeah. sort of didn't know where it would take me. I was loving doing the subjects that involved a bit of recording and things like yes. that. Yes. It was fun. Yeah. So, so you would, so you were doing a performance part as well, like classical guitar as well as no, the, no, no, just the straight sort of just music and theory. So I just sort of thought, Oh, I don't know where this is going. I'll just end up being a music teacher, which I didn't I see. Want, so, want to do. Mm. But so there was no performance aspect to it. Oh, there might've been further on. Yeah. Maybe I didn't get there. I did learn keyboard. We had keyboard classes. Yeah. And, bit of singing and um, uh, a few other different subjects. It was sort of broad subjects in that first year. Do you remember reaching the end of your school years and having a clear idea what you wanted to do? No. No, that was tricky. I think I was, uh, would have been good just to have been around a little bit a few years later. <laughs> I would have loved computers or IT. Or, oh, really? Um, yeah, it just wasn't, wasn't around. Those avenues weren't sort of available. So Yeah, right. Um yeah, it was. I found it a little bit trickier, tricky. So I did have a year off, yeah, and just worked and sort of just wondered what I wanted to do, and then went back and did media, which was yeah. great. That was more practical. Oh, so, you, so, you, so you mean you you had a year off from you started the music mm. and decided no, this isn't what I want to do. Yeah. Took took a year out, rethought, mm. and then went back again. I could use a few of those subjects towards media and. Okay, so you continued. went back to Latrobe, but yeah. to change, like like the Americans say, like change majors or whatever. You, That's you, it. You yeah, still... and then uh, picked a few others, like history and things like that, and just oh. uh, had fun doing other subjects. Um, but yeah, the major was media. That's so great. that really was like the American. I, I've always loved that idea that they they pick a major and then they have minors, and it's it, it, mm. you know looking back, I guess it maybe it doesn't feel the same when you're in your twenties or whatever, but it just seems like that's the point of university. You're actually studying stuff that's interesting to you and you're, you're, yeah. you're getting a well-rounded education about mm. 
other things, the not not just further further study. Yeah, yeah. So you did some history as well. Yeah, so that was great to do. Yeah, just more European history. Oh, um, very cool. Which was great. Um, history of art subject. I think I might have oh, done. Oh, excellent. Sociology. Just a few different broad. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so it was fun to do. I'm envious now. But um, um, trouble when you come out the other end looking for a job. Oh, I guess. Yeah. yeah, the old. Uh, yeah, do you, yeah. Are you doing a like? Yeah, they call it liberal liberal arts is what the Americans call it, isn't it? You know, yeah, yeah, arts degree. Yeah. So yes, it was very much that. So hence, I hopped on a plane and just went travelling. What else do you do? <laughs> to make a yeah. But but you had that, but but not travelling in between in that year. You 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 worked. You said you didn't just worked. Yeah, yeah you didn't go overseas. Just saved a bit of money just for a few nice things I wanted, and um, just tried to get my thoughts on what I was going to do and then finish the degree and then went travelling. And are you, are you gigging by this? Are you with Rocket Queen gigging at this stage? No, that might have been quiet during that time. I don't yeah. think we did. I think the girls might have been overseas. Right. They went overseas before me, I think. So Bang goes on hiatus and you're making some money working where? Oh, I was at Daimaru. I was at Paul Bacuse Bakery, uh, patisserie, <laughs> working there, <laughs> applying my French. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. My very... Uh, Restricted French that I yeah. learned at school. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was sort of all. It was just sort of saving up and just getting yeah. uh, just all the things I needed. So you Not, came, nothing amazing. Just... So you come back with a few a few bucks in the in the bank. Yeah. And now you're doing media. Yeah. And, this and then is... I had a bit more then to travel, so that was good. Yeah. yeah. And this and this is where Led Zeppelin. Three is really, or is it before you finished? No, I think I just started music. listening to Led Zeppelin during the uni years. Yeah. yeah, one of the guys in the music course actually. Yeah, he was a big guitarist, and he was just raving about Led Zeppelin. I thought oh, I'll give him a go. I'll have a yeah. listen, and I found it a bit heavy. Some of the yep. other albums, and then came across this album, and yeah. I just loved it. It was great. Yeah, and yeah. Friends. Um, I mean, famously, this is their acoustic album. There's actually some. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's some slightly heavier. Uh, what else is on this? No Quarter, which is uh, more keyboardy. What else is on this one? Um, Gallows Pole, maybe, mm. Tangerine. Tangerine. Is that right? Yeah. But Friends, because... Um, that was the real dropped tuning yeah. discovery. So I yeah. didn't know anything about that. And then I think it's in drop C, I think. I think is it's really right? low. Yeah. Is that um, right? Is it drop C? I think, yeah. Huh. So... Um, I'd mucked around with other tunings like Open G and Drop D and all the rest of it. But then this was just a whole new sound. So yeah. it opened up the fretboard a little bit more, I guess, yeah. when yeah. I got in a rut. Got Do you still use alternate tunings, open tunings? Um, yeah, I have at least one guitar, I guess, just to muck around. Sat in Dadgad or something, you leave, yeah, you leave one yeah. lying around like that? Just to sort of mix yeah. it up. It's yeah. always fun. And what, what do you think, I mean, this is, a, this is an unfair question, but what, what if I say, you know, Tell me, what do you think about Jimmy Page? Like, where does he sit in your head as a musician, guitarist? Um, yeah, I just find all that finger picking that he's done on that album just lovely, beautiful. Yeah. Um, for some reason, he's not uh, right at the forefront yeah. of ones I love. Um, okay. I'm not sure why that is. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Because, yeah, definitely all the rock stuff I loved as well. It was great. Yeah. Um, uh, I never sort of tried to work out too many Led Zeppelin songs, I guess. Okay. Not even the, you're not a fan of learning the riffs and things. I did a few, I guess. I think that, that uh, 
is was a problem of being a female guitarist and not having many peers to just sort of share riffs and learn right riffs yeah with. yeah so I didn't yeah. sort of go through that whole kind of time that a lot of the the guys do yeah it's kind of and, and that was the that was the time when infamously the you'd go into music shops and they'd have a list of songs you weren't allowed to play and, yeah stairway and, to heaven stairway and <laughs> sweet child of mine riff and mm. and it it was it was bad enough going in there as a as a young as a lad I, I imagine going in there as a as a as a young lady as well yeah. would be even more intimidating sometimes I yeah it was weird um and then I ended up working for Manny's. For Manny's, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did, I worked the floor a few times and worked in the guitar department. Um, All right, well, let's, let's listen to friends and I want to hear about how you got how you scored the job at Manny's and, you, and we better you better get you to tell us what Manny's is. I, I, I know Manny's, but um, it sounds like there's a story in there. But let's listen to...
Italian sheepdog. <laughs> so he's got the he's got the ego of an Italian, but he's absolutely he's got the energy, oh, an attitude. Yeah, he's just a, yeah, cool. an interesting one. Mm. We do have to. I don't. I think we were the music was playing. I, I'm still stunned by what he told me about about quail discovering. <laughs> Is it true? Led Zeppelin. He probably discovered Led Zeppelin at age forty three. <laughs> <laughs> listening to the radio. Happen? I don't understand how that happens unless he was on Deep Space Station Gideon for 40 years. Absolutely. It's bizarre. Yeah. And he came running in and just <laughs> said, my God, I've just heard the best song, rock song <laughs> of all time. And yeah. I, it was reminding me of Tenacious D or something. I was in fits right. of laughter and the I was greatest, trying to... The greatest song. The greatest song in the world. Yeah, right. I was trying to work it out. And he was describing and sort of... I was saying, trying to sing what it was to the riffs and <laughs> saying that the music was bouncing from left to right. And I was like, what is it? What is it? And I finally realised it was Whole Lot of Love. That's amazing. By Led Zeppelin. And he was God loving love it. So quickly I got that out and put it on 11. So you took the took the chunk. That, that was on two, wasn't it? Whole Lot of Love. I think so, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah, I think it was used as a, um, well, it wasn't, but they, they sort of appropriated something like the riff on the main, like you, you had, was it a count countdown? Was your your music TV mm. program? Yeah, that's ours right. was called Top of the Pops. Mm. In and and they appropriate for a while. They appropriated the riff as a kind of intro theme. Oh, right. For Top of the Pops, so terribly. My first exposure to that riff wasn't, oh, wasn't associated then. with the yeah. Top of the Pops. Yeah, it was like I heard the Led Zeppelin version. I went, oh, that's <laughs> Top of the Pops. Anyway, I think it was. I mean, was that one of the ones they ripped off from someone else as well? Maybe even been an old blues standard. Oh, so. possibly. Yeah, exactly. Mm. All right. So, what did we say? Oh, yeah, that's right. We were going to talk about Manny's Music Store, uh, which is still going, isn't it? It's still going. Yeah. Um, not the same. Manny sold it. Uh, someone else is running that. It's in yeah. Fitzroy, North Fitzroy, I yep. think. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and there was, because there was a real famous Manny's in New York as well, yeah. wasn't there? Yeah. It wasn't any connection no right. he loved it um probably just a similar style he would travel a lot to the states yeah um, he went to a lot of those nam shows and yeah did um, you ever go to a nam no i wish i did yeah maybe if i stayed there a little bit longer i probably would have gone on one what years were you at Mans? Um when i came back from traveling so that would have been 2001 or something i think yeah and again just not knowing what to do I didn't right. know what to do. Yeah. So I worked in a restaurant for a couple of months and thought I need to be around music huh. and just got a job there in sales and then moved to the back office. And at Manny's? Yeah. And that's when it felt right. I was managing the office and yep. I was PA to Manny, um, organising appointments and bookings and so logistics have never intimidated you. You've you've you're, you're good at you're good with that stuff. Yeah, I just realised that sort of worked, and then I was managing. We set up our online the online store yeah. and uh, the education department. So we were oh. uh, doing a lot of sales and recording equipment for universities and right. schools. That's when Pro Tools was all sort of packaged and available for. Yeah, um, it was affordable, I guess for. Yeah, tertiary and uh, secondary schools. And you you know how to use Pro Tools? Uh, during the time there, I learnt a bit with yeah, so that was good. Um, probably could learn a lot more. I'd like to. Um, yeah. It was a great sort of introduction to that whole sort of recording. So was it was it scene. like a um, so 
the actual nuts and bolts to get the job though? Was it saw an advert somewhere and, and went for it? I or? think I just went in. Yeah. He said, I want a job. Yeah. And I, he probably just thought that's fabulous. Let's get a female in the guitar <laughs> yeah. department or the music yeah. department. And that helped with, you know, sheet music and whatever. And, yeah. And all, um, well, yeah. Customers. Um, leaving aside the, the obvious uh, Geisha reference uh, with your mum back in the day as well. But the positive side is that, that you would have been less intimidating to, for example, someone like me going into a shop like that and, and seeing the no stairway, no no sweet child of mine, yeah. you know. Because the other thing that would happen is that those usually heavy metal guys, you'd say, can I try that guitar? And they'd get it down for, we'll plug it in and then play something like Steve Vai mm. and then give it to you and you'd go, oh, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, and of course they did it deliberately. Those I, it was an eye opener. It was funny. I watched the guys. They would do that a lot. They would, <laughs> Just they would grab the guitar first yeah. and play and play and play and go. Yep, yep. I think it's ready, and then hand it over to the customer. <laughs> the poor guy that's not <laughs> not warmed up. Can't play that. Whereas well. I would grab it and yeah. say, yeah. "Which one do you want?" Oh, and that's nice. Hand it straight to. That's them, nice. Which probably is a good thing. I wish you worked in monkey business in Romford in 1980. Whatever that was. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, have you met? Quite by this time, or is this before? Um, this is pre. Oh, I'd met him through friends, yeah, probably previous years, and then, um, yes, it was so probably you, that time when I returned. Yeah. So you met him, but then went away travelling without him. Is, did, uh, is that what happened? No, sorry, I'm confused with two because I did two different stints in uh, overseas. Yeah. So, um, we were together. Yes. Yeah. Then. Yes. And you went on a around the world thing. Just you and you and Quail went away traveling together for we a year. We did a trip, yeah, back did, over there, which was great. Where did you go? Um, well, he went off. We went separate directions. He yeah. went to Canada. Huh. My visa had run out for there, so I went back to London. I knew I had work, so I went back there and friends. Oh yeah, so that was good. And he uh, did a season in Whistler, which was great. oh, you worked in Whistler, okay. Uh, did carpentry there. Yeah, uh, learnt the art of log cabin. Building, uh-huh. which is yeah. really good. He yeah. loved that. And um, what year was he there? By the way, I've got friends in Whistler. So it was early. It would have been two thousand or just before nineteen ninety nine, probably. Damn. Yeah. He probably. We probably. I'll have to ask him tonight. I've. I, hmm. I, in fact, I even. Crazy thing is that when I I stayed there for a month, and I'm not. I'm not going to say I helped, but. A friend of a friend was building a, a log cabin just 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 around the corner from where right. where I was staying, and yeah. it was yeah I know exactly what it was. It was ninety nine because it was running up to it was, it was Christmas ninety nine running up to you know the the ninety nine two thousand changeover. So yeah, flew back to London. So we, it would we, have been that time because um, I remember two thousand. Yeah, we went travelling. Yeah, Lake Louise and Banff and a few places around there. Oh, I love and the log cabins too. were not log like quaint little no no huge. No. So one yep. had I think. Rooms for 11 televisions and Amazing. Um, all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful mm. pine, like really gorgeous. Uh, I, I remember yeah, these huge timber cross beams and whatever else yeah, in these places. Yeah, just enormous. Isn't that interesting? All right. Mm. Um, but, okay, so I feel like I need to rewind then and go. So this was the second time. So when you went the first time traveling, you were on your own. You went yeah. away to, to, and you went to London. Yeah. Where, where did you live Friends. in London? What did you do? Um... I looked after, I don't know what the correct uh, job description, care for the elderly. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Which is sort of halfway uh, not nannying and not yeah. um, <clears throat> nursing. Yeah. 
You didn't have to have a nursing degree. Uh, it was caring for the elderly, I guess, once they'd come out of hospital. So if they'd okay. had an operation, looked after one lady, an operation on a hip. Yeah. Um, and needed help to get around. Yeah. Um, so I did quite a few stints of those. You'd do it for two months at a time. You'd live with them. Oh. And the accommodation, food and everything was provided. You'd save a lot of money. Wow. Have one day off, which was usually spent at the pub. Yeah. yeah. All day. <laughs> Somewhere where old <laughs> people were not. That's it, where many young people were. <laughs> yeah. From where to go. And then. Um, so quite well to do elderly people that, absolutely. that could afford to. Because they could afford um, home care. Yeah. yeah. So, so the interesting one with that is I ended up. In a house, uh, it was just near, um, I can't remember where the market is. and what, Notting Hill? Or? Notting Hill, yeah. so just behind yeah. there. And so turned Westbourne up. Westbourne Park? Yeah, a little bit Westbourne further from there behind. Brunswick, yeah. And um, I stayed with friends there, wow. so we knew that area well. And, Very nice. Um, Turned up at this house. There was a young New Zealand girl and there was a quick changeover. Okay, you're looking after this older lady. Yep. Her husband's not uh, very well either. Okay. And she had a little bit of um, advanced dementia. Yep. And so things were a bit hard. Yeah. So it was sort of shopping for them and doing things like that. Right. Okay. A couple of hours. Um, showed me around the kitchen and said, uh, over to you, you know. This is the New Zealand girl that's leaving. Yeah. So just did a quick... Uh, changeover, which is what we do. Yeah. I noticed a photo of David Gilmore <gasps> on the um, kitchen yeah. table, I think yeah. it might have been. I thought, oh, what's that doing here? Um, and she went, oh, I don't know. You might know. You might know them. Um, it's Mr. and Mrs. Gilmore. Their son is oh, boy. David Gilmore. And wow. I went, oh, hang on a minute. Really? And <laughs> just had to have a minute just to steady myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so I ended up in the house of like, um, as I mentioned before, my yeah. favourite sort of guitarist of all oh, time. Oh boy! Uh, his parents' house. How did this not appear in your biography when you wrote that? No, what? Just slipped your mind. To put that in. Yeah. Good lord! Um, wow! And so that was the most amazing couple of months. Did you meet him? Uh, I did, and it, there's no story there because I was too nervous. He yeah. came to the door one day, and I didn't yeah. know he was coming, and answered the door, and he was <laughs> standing you? in front of me <laughs> with his jag in the background, and he's like, oh, just wondered if mum and dad are here, and they weren't. I think they were having a walk or something, and yeah. I didn't know what to do or say. <laughs> I just... So what did you do? Right, nothing. I said, oh, I'll let them know you can't drop by. Did you? I think I might have said, did you want to wait you, for them? And he said, no. Yeah. And I said, okay, I'll let them know. And he said, oh, yeah, I think you might have had a letter um, or something to drop off. And Boy. I said, oh, um, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, you're, you're my ultimate hero. <laughs> yeah. So it was the biggest... Oh, no. um, yeah. Was that a downer no then? Did you, did you sort of wish in, in oh. retrospect that you'd... Done I don't know what I could have done. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, yeah. Um, he, yeah, I don't what, know. What year is this now? Uh, so that would have been late nineties. Um, Gosh. Yeah, so I felt quite a goose at that missed opportunity, but I had a wonderful time. Hang on, um, hang on. We're not. No, no, no. We're not leaving the Gilmore thing <laughs> yet. Just yet. So, okay. So what? <laughs> I had a wonderful say. time with his parents. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, his father played. Uh, Carol King tapestry. 
oh. introduced me to that album. Is that right? Uh, I'd heard all the songs from the radio, I guess, but hearing it in the context of an album like that um, was amazing. And he just loved her as an artist and that was Is great. That right? To sort of, you know, someone sort of handing on that. So interesting. Yeah, that's a album. gift, right? Yeah, that's it was like, a yeah, lovely yeah, yeah. gift. And uh, his mother was wonderful. And oh. I believe she was a teacher and uh, uh, his father was a lecturer. So that's sort of similar, I guess, yeah. to my folks. And uh, they didn't just watch TV after dinner. We would sort of sit around and talk. Or she wanted to watch all of... Um, probably introduced me to, or she thought she was introducing me to um, her son's music. So she was proud of his music. Really and, proud. And oh. she'd leave me in and say, oh, do you want to watch this? And it was the first time I saw um, Pompeii? Uh, Pompeii. Oh, my goodness. And so we all, the three of us just sat there watching that. And I couldn't believe, like it was a few times where I just had to pinch myself. That's ridiculous. Yeah, How do I not know this about you? That was mad. Yeah, so it was ten, and again, you've just demonstrated in, in possibly one of the most amazing ways yet in this whole heliosphere thing, why I do it? Because mm. who knew? Like, I, I'm all, maybe all of your friends know except me, but... I mean, is that a, did, oh, it happened ages ago, and I guess when you're not kind of talking about it or to, going down that road of talking about those things, yeah. That's just such a wonderful connection, isn't it? I mean, even if... And to be honest, what are you going to say to to that guy? You know, like that, you know... I mean, not not to diminish it, but he's heard lots of people say, you know you changed my life, you're the best, you know. Mm. He's heard all of that, of course. But to have such a very, very personal relationship with his parents and mm. and, and even setting aside what he is, it sounds like they were wonderful people and you... They were lovely, yeah. And this was this, really so, this was in Ken, Kensington or somewhere like that, was it? It was just towards Notting? the back of Notting Hill. Yeah, boy. Wow. Yeah. Good Lord. And, and, you know, the funny thing is that I feel like I've seen a, a documentary about Dave Gilmore where... David Gilmore now, um, where, where they go into his childhood. So I've seen his parents, you know, and they, and, and they spoke beautifully. I remember that. Yeah. They, they, they speak very, very, they, or they, they, I'm not sure if they've passed now, but they, very beautiful English-speaking voices, and mm. as, as does he, of course. From Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That's right. Mm. Yeah, so had they, had they moved to London from Cambridge? Yeah, as far as that, maybe I didn't know that that time. Yeah. That might have been later I found out, but they... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, they've been living there for a long time. Because he lived on a houseboat, right? He lived on Yeah. A... So the engineer popped in one day, his the, sound engineer the sound from the engineer. houseboat. Yeah. And he stayed a fair while and we chatted and I asked him a few questions. And um, so I got to speak to him, I guess. Yeah. And find out about <laughs> what that was like. Yeah. Um, and, and, and yeah, go on. Did you, do you remember much of what the conversation was? Uh, I just talked to describe the studio, but again, I'm like, oh, why didn't I ask if I could go have a look? <laughs> yes, yeah, right. That's right. I mean, you're clearly not, you know, a psychopath because, you know, you demonstrate by now that you're caring for his parents beautifully and, yeah. and, all, and all of that. So, yeah. Mm. But, but maybe he's, you know, maybe he's got, I'm sure he's got boundaries, right? He's, oh, he absolutely. Have, you know, yeah. Special. So, no, it was just great to talk to him and meet him and just, yeah. um, uh, yeah, I just loved his mother. Just talking about him and yeah, very Roger proud. Waters, and she was very cross. She yeah, said, oh, yeah, right, Rogers, that, that silly boy. Yeah. Everyone was sort of silly boy. It's like um, there was one documentary that had Jimi Hendrix in it. She said, "Oh, do you know Jimi Hendrix?" And I went, "Oh, yeah, I've heard a <laughs> yeah, bit of his stuff." <laughs> she said, "Oh, he was a lovely boy." Oh my and goodness! So talking about 
him like um, just one of the lads. He's just one of her son's mates. Yeah, lads. that is amazing. Yeah. yeah. So that was really surreal. Mm. What a beautiful story. Mm. Look, you know we've we've got to you know we've got to go to. You know, you know which song we've got to go to now. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll do it, don't we? we? We have to go. Oh my god! I'm just. I'm, I'm going to use this this beautiful song to just process everything that you just told me and and the manner with which you revealed it to I me. I think it reinforced how I feel about yeah this album and sure. their so, music too. Okay, well, I mean, sorry, so I haven't said what it is. So go on, tell me, uh, tell us. Um, I think I remember this song because uh, it was when my brother moved away to Sydney. Yeah. And I think I was just like, oh, I wish you were here. I wish you were kind of here, still with me. Uh, Which are, might have been the initial feeling. But then yeah. later on, I just love the guitar work on it, the intro yeah. and everything is lovely. The, the way that radio, like it yeah. comes in. Isn't that... So that's it. That's the theatre. That's the yeah. um, production kind yeah. of, uh, not tricks. They're just beautiful. No, it's, it's meant, it, yeah, it's not, it's not for the sake of it. it, it, it it's... Um... It's absolutely a part of the experience of the song, isn't it? The yeah, way, the it way. creates like a real three, four-dimensional kind of yeah um, way of listening to the song. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, do you play this one live? Um, no, I've never had the chance to. I guess oh. Oh, it's been a, just a bedroom classic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, I find it's like um, there's something about this song um, that. Uh, every you know, I, I it's not about me, but I, I've been playing this song mm, like for twenty five. Yeah. I don't know how many years, mm. but um, there's not a single time I've played this song. It doesn't matter which what the situation is, where at least one or two people, you can just see this kind of this sort of look on their face. This kind of they're just transported, not mm. not or clearly not by me or my playing or whatever, my singing, but but by the song. It means so much to people. This song, it's gone. and it's simple again. I think yes. it's a, it's yeah. a uh, you can draw sort of um, links to Beck's song. It's a simple song, but yeah. it's just beautifully it's put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And discipline remains mercifully. Yes, and then neither would you, Derek, this star nonsense. No, it is it. I'm sure of it.
think you can tell Heaven from hell Blue skies from pain Can you tell a green field From a cold steel rail A smile from a veil Do you think you can tell
I think they're all pretty uh, buttoned up, those guys, aren't they? They're all of the older generation, yeah, certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how old he'd be. Probably similar age to. <sighs> yeah, he'd have to be pushing seventy that's now, wouldn't he? Yeah, something. something. Mm. Yeah. All right. What an amazing story. Um, okay, <laughs> I've still got my mind slightly blown by that, actually. But um, so, aside from living with Dave Gilmore's uh, parents, where, where else? Where else happened on that trip? You, did you just go around Europe as well, or just stay in the UK? Or? I went around Europe, and the, the placement of that job took me um, to some interesting places. Yeah. Um, right up north, um, like Scotland, or uh, <clears throat> no, there was one in Birmingham. Um, yeah. But there were some other lovely spots on the countryside that yeah. were quite interesting. It was nice. Yeah. And did you say you went with friends? Yeah, school like, friends. School friends. Yeah. But you all con- did you all do the same kind of we job? We all did. Like, uh, or a lot of us did the similar kind of job. Yeah. yeah. It worked out really well, I guess, just for um, just that most intense kind of saving and not having to get a rental, a place to stay. And oh, amazing. Yeah. So it was everything. It was all yeah. food, accommodation. And maybe... It takes a certain kind of person to do that. And I think it was probably because of our school where we right. went to school. We weren't worried about looking after um, the elderly, I guess. Older, but we did a lot of um, stints in nursing homes and things like that when we were at school. Oh, okay. So, okay. Um, yeah, it just uh, seemed sort of natural to kind of so there, do was that, that caring work, I guess. So there was that kind of, that kind of um, Christian altruistic, aspect to the school was there mm. you're expected to you know to sort of do things that weren't that were, n- were not just about yourself uh, exactly yeah for others yeah. yeah so um that was a big focus in one year i can't remember it might have been year 10 yeah social awareness that's great isn't it i so i mean well i think at the time you sort of think oh God, what are we doing yeah um when you're younger and i think yeah. when you're older you realize uh that's why because yeah it gives you those great connections to people that are older and their stories and oh yeah yeah um, a greater awareness of um what goes on in the world yeah yeah and, the, and and that sort of uh that lovely feeling that, that you know of altruism of, of, of doing something kind for some somebody else you know gives you it's, it's it's the older yeah it's probably the older kind of way now it's all do something kind uh, yeah. for yourself yeah what can i get out of it yeah um yeah, when there's uh, you know, a lot of the times they were pretty tough gigs, and uh, we'd all go a bit stir crazy. Yeah. Um, is this in 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 England? Yeah, or in England, yeah. and doing those uh, jobs. But then you realise you're helping someone who was again feeling at a later age, in their uh, older age, feeling yeah. quite vulnerable. Yeah, mm. and they were young once. Right? Mm. Yeah, we're going real well. Just pat myself on the back for the uh, <laughs> the pacing of our interview here. Good. Um, <laughs> I was going to say about that. Uh, yeah, okay. So, so you come back, um, and th- and then so the second time around, you and Quail go away, but he goes to Canada. Yeah, you go to back to back, back to, to London. London. Yeah, only for a shorter time. We just got some money together. You are back in the same part of London this um, this time? Uh, where did I go then? Get all the jobs mixed up, but um, oh, it might have just been. Somewhere south of London, I think. Yeah. For a couple of months. What South um, London or South? No, London? no. Oh, like, like so, Sussex towards Sussex. Brighton. Sussex, yeah, I had a yeah. gig there. Yeah. Very nice. Also, the South um, Downs, like that beautiful part of uh, the English countryside, the the hills between London and Brighton. Oh, I think it was more Sussex. I went to on that last yeah, sort yeah. of gig, probably before I caught up with um, Andrew. So he came. He came across from Canada. 
came across from Canada and we um, <laughs> wrote letters to each other. That's how we formed our sort of travel oh. plan. It's very... Uh, Free 20th in the century. Old, olden days. <laughs> That's right. Paper and pen. What? Yeah. When did you get your first email address? Uh, I had one overseas. Yeah. But it was that you had to go to the internet cafe and log in That's every right. couple, of there, uh, That's right. couple of days or weeks even. Yeah. Yeah. You and still then got try that. and plan trips with friends and yeah. t- book tickets. and Yeah. Uh, must have taken forever. I don't know how we did it, but... You still got that same in- email address uh, from the early days? No, not that I use it. Uh, Probably just sitting there. It'll sit there forever. Yeah. You know, hotmail. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got my hotmail. I'm, it's the one technological thing. I, I can't, a friend of mine told me I had to get one. And uh, and so I did, thinking, what, well, I'll never use this. And, and that was 98. And I've still got the same very simple one. Oh, <laughs> Thank goodness. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Um, all right, so and and is um is Quail a, a builder at this stage or what's his? Yeah, is, is yeah. He, so is he he'd been building. Um, he wasn't a registered builder. Yeah. Um, sorry, make that distinction. He was a carpenter. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he was eager to do. We both were eager to do uh, more travel and yeah. to go to Eastern Europe because we'd been throughout the the West or wherever most of our friends had been, and we just yeah. thought we'll go to some more. Unusual places, and that the was old really sort great. Of Soviet, the old Soviet kind of states, yeah, uh, Slovenia and mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Poland and yep. Czech and um, Hungary, um, those countries. And I'm glad we did it yeah. then. Then, Cause, right? Because they were just opening up then, right? Yeah, it was different. We didn't go to Croatia. I think that was that was when trouble was there. Um, oh yeah, early. Uh, what was that? What was the? Jeez, when was the Serb-Croatian war? That was that was nineties, right? Ninety. Yeah, so maybe that was still lingering, so people didn't want yeah. it. They weren't so keen to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but beautiful countryside, no crowds in yeah. a lot of those places. And, um, yeah, it was really great. Yeah. We saw a different side of Europe and yeah. I'm glad. It was wonderful. And when, and, and are you still thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like in terms of the career path? Oh, I probably wasn't too worried about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you were thinking <laughs> I was about only worried that. when yeah. I came back, I had yeah. no money and I had yeah. to work as a waitress in a cafe and thought, uh, oh, or a restaurant. Yeah. No, I'm not really good at this. I'd probably drop plates. What year is that so now? That would have been 2001, maybe. Okay. And then, yeah, just before okay. getting a job at Manny's. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Mm. Filling in the gaps. Um, rewinding. Did you say you met Andrew Quayle through, fr- <laughs> through friends or? Um, yeah, what? through friends before traveling. When was that? How? What was it? Across the creative room at a party? Yes. I remember him. I don't know if he remembers me. Of course he does. <laughs> what do you mean, does he remember you? Of course he does. Um, at a party. And, uh, yeah, he he headed off to uh, London first. He had a girlfriend, went travelling. and yeah. um, He did great things like cycling through all the wine regions. Of oh, so cycling was a passion for him France. back then even. He was, yeah, he was, just, yeah, he was yeah. keen. Um, probably didn't think about it that much. He probably just thought, how am I going to get from A to B? And thought that'll be fun. And yeah. put the panniers on and away he went. Yeah. Um, on his own or with, with, the, with, the, with the, girlfriend. the girlfriend at that stage. Yeah. yeah. So I did that for several months. And then um, I was in England then. So we did cross paths in London. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had an English boyfriend for, for about a year. Oh. So. Which part of England or London? He was from Stoke, so ah. he was from. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
So you, up north, you yeah. Up, you upgraded to Quailden. Yes, you yeah, up. absolutely. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. So, so, you, so you kind of ran with the same. Like, was there was there a, a, a big social group in Melbourne? It was where, a big social group, and yeah. it probably got its roots in, which is very Melbourne. Yeah. Um, all those schools that um, around that area, around near my school, we oh, all had. Um, yeah, someone knew someone in another school, and then there was another group of friends, right. and we all had uh, contacts that kind of kept crossing paths. Right, right, right. Mm. Was it? Um, and we don't forget into the dollars and cents, obviously. But it's a, it, it was a private school. Mm. Um, was was um, was your parents moving there to get to a good school for the kids? Like, was that part of the plan? Oh, big to, focus for yeah. them. Yeah, to to sort of educate you in a, in a in a good place. Yeah, yeah, and they had to really. Work hard, I think. To get you guys through. Yeah, yeah, that was the main focus. Yeah. Which um so which one was your brother at? Was there a He went to Xavier. So and that is that like College. the it's is that a, linked with your school? It's a brother school. Yeah. 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 So very similar. Okay. Um Yeah, very strict. Um sports focused. Right. Uh school. So yeah, there was a little little world there. <laughs> which I was glad to uh, expand when I went to university and oh, okay. so you meet were... uh, a broader range of uh, people. That was good. So it was a bit incestuous was between, the two, yeah. between the two schools. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, which is a great thing for contacts and later in life um, yeah. and travelling and things. But, yeah, it's great to to meet um, a spectrum of um, different people. Yeah. yeah. Mm. From different okay. backgrounds. So when does uh, well, we'll probably come to this later on. How how I, I suspect the foresters are at, somehow at the hub of a lot of our friendships around where we live here. But Bianca and um, Andrew went to school together. Oh, is that the connection? So they went to a co-ed oh, school. Oh, see, yeah. mm. that's it. Right. Okay. In the same year. I wasn't sure what the connection was because they do they do mm. seem to be the um, the Kevin Bacon of the Ocean Grove that's scene. That's it. The glue. <laughs> On the career separation. Gotcha. Okay. So that was that. So um, did you say you moved down here in 05 to the Must coast? have been 05, yeah. And what um, it, and we were, was yes. was Andrew building or He or tried to get in, a few jobs down here. Yeah. And not the ones that he wanted. That's He really wanted good architectural sort of challenging jobs. Yep. And he wasn't able to secure one. So I, we sort of made an agreement, whoever gets a job first. Would get us down here. Okay. And then I got a job at um, uh, publishing in Geelong. Uh, oh. They did Forte, the music magazine. Oh, and right. um, Geelong Times. So doing those is publications. That, is Geelong's Times, is that now the advertiser or is that? Uh, yeah, that changed. Is, yeah, is, so the local sold. newspaper anyway. The, the it had all the uh, property in it. It had lots of real estate okay. and advertising okay. in it. Yeah. And had... So where do you go? How do you go from Manny's to doing that? I worked for a media, a media company, a yeah. publishing um, company in yeah. Melbourne for a couple of years, and music um, publishing. No, just straight publishing. books. Yeah, oh, they put out a magazine uh-huh. um, called The Reader, and a lot of journo's. They were just trying to. Um, scan the whole media and try and put something out with no bias. And that was their focus to have a nice condensed, I guess it was uh, pretty forward looking. I guess they were trying, this was before people would read their news online. Right. They were trying to condense articles from all different sources. Yep. And it's how we read news today, I guess on our phones or laptops, they were doing it then. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, because it was in print, it, it was very costly and um, only ran for a number of years. But they then purchased uh, Crikey, which had an online presence okay. and a mail out and uh, they're still running. So um, yeah, that was a great time because that was interesting just seeing them move from print to and you were there during that whole yeah. changeover period. Yeah, when Crikey came on board, so it was great. And we grew and it was a bigger office and all the Crikey journos came across. Um, so that was really good. So then it uh, that was a more kind of um, broader sense of yeah, using my media skills. But I was, I yeah. was running the office, so it was office management. Yeah. And going back yeah. to something you said right at the start, you, you, I think you said something like if it had been kind of an or a different time then IT would have been the, exactly the sort of course you would have liked to do mm. at uni so basically you eventually found yeah. that kind of work just learning just computers on on the job i guess the internet was was uh, <laughs> was was not quite it makes me sound <laughs> no 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 i mean i'm older than you i don't know i just the i don't know about you but you know you look back and and think of what we've lived through yeah. you know uh, amazing times a lot of change yeah incredible I mean, Ninety, I mean, whenever, I mean, obviously Tim Berners Lee and 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 whatnot, and it was came out of the I think the, the military and all the rest of it. But you know, in when, when did it catch fire? I mean, I guess late nineties, right? Late nineties, mm. and then and then all of a sudden here we are with um, with computers in our pockets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Internet and, and, in our pocket and, and podcast and our kids. Oh my kids pocket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's let, let's let's we'll keep it. <laughs> let's keep it on the let's keep the positive uh, vibes going. All right, so I guess this one, this next song. Um, so we've how many have we got? We've got yeah, we've got three to go. Three more. Mm, going pretty well. You feel okay? Yeah, Looking good. Yep. But you're too. This you're too the man of born. Comfy uh, couch you've got here. Comfy got couch. A very comfy dog. Got the dog. He's just napping next to you. <laughs> you seem to. You seem to be a natural. Not, not with a dog, I mean, you know, interviewee. Sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah, 149, pretty good. Okay, well, let's go. Let's go Stevie Wonder. Um, because uh, I guess um, out of all your choices, Stevie kind of seems to sit alone mm. in, in terms of the style of music and, and, and um, I, I guess also not being... Yeah, it's probably the only one that's not really guitar based. True. As a th- mm. as a thing. Mm. So um go for it. So so you picked the album Inner Visions. Um do you remember what song you um I forced you to. You remember you sent oh, me Oh the City. Yeah, yeah. Living for the City, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She did that thing where you sent you sent me uh you sent me your albums, <laughs> the albums. without <laughs> a few people have done that and, and a couple of even no, said you songs. pick, you know, which is Oh really? But oh. um Living for the city, okay. I think Stevie is amazing, beautiful melodies and cool 70s sound. That's what I wanted to ask you about. So I think we've all, we, we've all, I have heard, we mm. eventually when this goes out, that, that you listen closely to the production and, mm. the, and, the, and the sounds of, you know, um, songs and, and, and where they're recorded and the way they're recorded and how you listen to them. So what do you, what do you mean when you say 70s sound, cool 70s sound? Um, I don't know, maybe to most people it might sound a bit daggy, but he sort of takes changes, places um, that sort of uh, we wouldn't think they'd sort of go. Maybe in this song, I'm just trying to think. Um, 
uh, I think this was recorded. Yeah, it's getting out of the big band sort of sixties sort of thing, yeah, and it's yeah. very kind of funky. Um, <laughs> Is it piano what? and yeah, yeah. keyboards and uh, yeah, just a totally different sound. But it's also in the melodies. They're very seventy. Um, they do sort of. I don't know if they are timeless. I don't know, but yeah, sometimes they're a bit hard on the ear. Complex, you mean? Yeah, uh-huh. just where they go. But Do I you like Stevie in particular. Yeah, maybe Stevie in particular. Um, what what is he? I mean, what is this? Well, what what is what what is this album and this song like? What does it take you to in your head? Where is it? Where does it take you? Um, yeah, maybe just still that sort of post uni young kind of time. Uh, living for the city, maybe yeah, that's got a real exciting sort of vibe uh, to it. He's got yeah. a real exciting um, sort of presence. Uh, it's on yeah. a different album, but very superstitious. So just that <laughs> song is just yeah fantastic for a party. He just yeah um, can bring it. I just wanted something that was um, funky in the mix because I yeah. love soul music and I love uh, uh, funk music. Yep. Um, and I think he's probably the most kind of melodic and yeah, um, sort of one that crosses over. You know, there's other people who are really funky, like yeah. uh, George Clinton and yeah. James Brown. They're fantastic, but he's more of a songwriter, I guess. And yeah, and you're—I mean—you're on a space station. You need something to bounce oh, around to, right? Oh, need something to dance to. Yeah. Keep yeah. your spirits up a little <laughs> bit while you're waiting for that rescue craft. That's it. Some people have asked for like crates. for Saturday night. Yeah, same night. Some people have asked as, as their, you know, as their luxury item, like crates of whiskey and things like that. So, yeah. you know, um, so good on you for your, your temperance. Um, yeah. But, but this, will get, this will get you bouncing though. Yeah. Um, do, do you subscribe to that? You know, there's that, um, you know, the Nick Hornby, uh, it was turning a high fidelity, you know, that, mm. that was turned into the film. Yeah. You know how they they have their lists of top five, and it's like top five lists of artists who were once great and then became terrible. Oh, and Stevie really? Wonder was one of them. Oh, oh no! I was so sorry for Stevie, but it's kind of hard to argue with it oh, when you examine yeah, it. Yeah, like the eighties. Yeah, um, the, the with the braids. I just called to say I love you. And yeah, that yeah, kind absolutely. Of thing. But it, yeah, Paul McCartney's been there. Ebony <laughs> and Ivory and. <laughs> Everyone's had their. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I look, I'm, I'm not um, far be it from me to, um, I mean, to, to sort of prosecute a genius like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I just it always just makes me laugh because I always just remember Jack Black and being so cruel about Stevie and the oh, way that dear, he's he had this purple patch and then it just sort of went a bit pear shaped, didn't it? <laughs> um, but this was mm. definitely all right. I'm going to shut well, up. Well, this whole album seems to have a. A similar kind of sound throughout it, yeah, which yeah, I just loved. Inner Visions. Yeah. Was it? Was this? Um, I know. Uh, was, was this a double album? Songs in the Key of Life was a double album. Yeah. Was, was this a double that as well? A, no. This right. is a single album. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see him live? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't ask me if I did. I bet you did. Somewhere amazing. I did. I was. Yeah. I, was I was working, but yeah, I did. Mississippi Surrounded by For walls that ain't so pretty His parents give Him love and affection To keep him strong 
The way that they, you know, they, they, they just did that. It's just going to put a, a cityscape in there and, mm. and some conversation, and you know, I that, love that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like you, you're in the scene, yeah. Then, and you're feeling the excitement of you know living just for the city. Yeah, yeah. I, I come back to, I guess you know when we talk about Beck to begin with, and and um, that that Prince um, comparison. I think that people mm. sometimes have. And did you? Did, were you were you a Prince fan? I mean, it's a leading question, but you know. Yeah, oh, I really I admire him, but I wasn't um, totally mad for him. But yeah, there was definitely those songs in the late eighties that I loved. Yeah, when he was when he was getting into like Sign of the Times and 
and the and the, the, the pared down stuff or or more the purple rain kind of stuff the earlier stuff um well not uh, yeah a little red corvette all those ones yeah, yeah. and um raspberry beret oh yeah um Something. yeah just those really fun pop ones yeah love those amazing yeah. player mm. all right so when do we when do we so you get the job in Geelong are you commuting down uh, for now, you you guys living up I in Melbourne. I found a rental at the same time, and it was in Bowen Heads. Ah, and it was not far from where we now live. So it was really, really great. We found a wonderful rental. Um, I guess the commute used to be fifteen minutes into Geelong then, and uh, so it was all very yeah. easy. Yep, yep, yep. And that was great. And Andrew was commuting to Melbourne for his building. Oh, he was still working job. up there. Yeah, for about another three months. Right after that. And and then you're pregnant with your first. So I was, yeah. Born. So that was a bit awkward taking on a new job, but um, it was fine. Two thousand five. Yeah, so it was two thousand five. I didn't have to give up my job, being married and having a child. <laughs> you <wouldn't, yeah. laughs> I did. You got a nineteen sixties air, air, air house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we the whole move was to set up our own building company down here. Was that intimidating? Um, I was very used to the office work, so I just yeah. went, oh, okay, I'll just carry on and, um, was familiar with the accounting systems and things like that and yeah. just brushed up a bit. Um, it just got a little bit tricky when kids came along, uh, yeah. to juggle, which yeah. I was absolutely doing. Um, but it was great. It enabled us to have control over what kind of building jobs we were doing and uh, I could work from home. Was he, uh, was it hard for him to break into the local building scene though um was it not quite as competitive in those days or? no we just got a job we got an apprentice um and we got a good uh i think we had a he had a lot of good recommendations right from melbourne so he'd worked for um yeah a few sort of people in media and so that was great we had another contact down here and yeah uh he was able to do um renovations with um Similar sort of clients. So it's pretty seamless to move move down. There was no great gap in it. It wasn't like he had to cast around for jobs down here. He's just kind of yeah. We had, just secured some... a renovation and then got a, yeah. and then got a job after that. And it was right on. Mm. And so Foz and Bianca must have followed you down there because I think we 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 all arrived around the start of two thousand and eight. I think yeah. Like we start me and Foz started the hospital. We bumped together. into them down here. Uh, oh, so it a wasn't years after, yeah. So it wasn't like, and oh, you're down, we'll try. No, it was just, it was uh, like, oh, you're here, you're in Ocean Grove, great. We're in across the bridge, and yeah. yeah, it was good. And the other, the other crew, like the other uh, people coming for the quiz night tonight, um, which by the way, I've still got to write some of the questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just met them when we were down here. Uh, yeah, so we had, um, we had a few friends in Torquay and a few mm-hmm. friends down here enough to sort of, uh, down and some other friends moved to Geelong. Uh, so I guess it was that phase of everybody having kids and now moving Starts out. To, you yeah. can no longer yep. live in the city. Um, yep. You need to have a bigger plot. Yeah. It yeah. did seem the overall vibe from reading your biography was, was I, I got a, a feeling of contentment, you know, um, which, which which sounds silly to, to even put it like that, but, you know, as in um, – it sounds like you found your place. It sounds like you're you're happy, you know, albeit you've got plans to travel again, which, you know. Yeah. But I think but, that's something we planned together years, even before yeah. we were married. We just said we don't think we want to live in a city. We don't right. want to live in Melbourne. Right. Um, we want to live 
coast. Coast, or not necessarily coast, not co- but just yeah. out of the city. Um, so I would still like a few rolling hills. Yeah, and yeah. Away from the ocean, the ocean doesn't really yeah okay. call me okay. But yep. since being down here, it's been fabulous. Great for the kids. I've taken up surfing. Yeah, things I would have never have done. Yeah. Um, and Anywhere else great. in? I mean, have you have you um, discussed moving to a different part of Victoria or even Australia? Oh, dreaming, dreaming. Not Australia. Um, oh, I always sort of long for the warmer waters of New South Wales coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whereabouts? <laughs> um, yeah, whereabouts in? I just love anywhere around that hinterland behind Byron Bay and oh, yeah. that area. Yeah, it's, it's lovely, but it's you know very busy and it's changed. As has here years ago, as here, yeah, mm. as well. So um, I actually did look yeah. at your um, Robin <clears throat> Davidson. I believe lives in Castlemaine. Oh, really? Now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just, I just mentioned that because that, that part, you know, going up towards Bendigo up there, mm. so it always seems to me to be beautiful. And you mentioned the rolling hills and you could, you know, we've done, we always like to do a few winter trips. We've always plucked a sort of a town off the map and gone, let's go here for three yeah. nights and just have a hire a house and just live there for a few days. And it's, yeah. that's always been wonderful. In yeah. that, in that part of Victoria? Yeah, around there, uh, Trentham. Beautiful, we yeah. and Port Ferry, but that's down the coast. But yep. we've just plucked out a few Bendigo, Ballarat, and just done little drives through yeah. the countryside and tried to sort of explore. We, I don't want to live there as such, but it's just yeah. lovely to go. And so you think you've be, um, you think you'll stay here? Yeah. Oh, we're based now. The kids. Yeah. With school and things with that kind school. of does plant your feet into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you thought? Have you, ever, have you thought about? I mean, like your. I mentioned that before because it, it was very actually a very much an it, not my English experience, but an English thing was that the the especially the the, the upper classes um, famously paid you know they they drove around in battered old cars and their their cardigans had holes in the elbows, but their kids went to the best schools like they put, they put schooling first, you know, <laughs> and then and then probably the upkeep of the the country mansion or whatever oh, else. But, yeah, you've just described. <laughs> Oh, that sounds familiar. I, was, <laughs> I looked at Andrew on top of his truck this morning with his um, bum crack showing and holes in his <laughs> jumper maybe, about maybe he's, trying, maybe he's trying to be sexy, though. And he had a trailer full of rubbish. I yeah. don't know how sexy that, that was. That wasn't too sexy. No. And he yeah. usually gets around with a trailer of rubbish. Yeah. But yes, yeah. we've made that a priority. So <laughs> Yeah, right. Um, we have talked of moving to Geelong because that's where the kids are. Are they at college? Going to school. Our eldest is... Uh, there, yeah. Right, so and the others there. are going to join. And the others will go across. Yeah, so yeah. that's something because, uh, as I said, that commute into Geelong was sort of 15 minutes when we first moved down here. Uh, yeah, yeah. However yeah. long ago, and yeah, now yeah. it's more like half an hour. It's kind mm. of sad, isn't it? Um, Progress. Yeah, but that's but that's but that's interesting to me though that that you know, prioritising the school, and especially because you found. Well, maybe, maybe it's oversimplifying, but you did you did find some sort of claustrophobia, or my, that's my word, but from being in that Xavier, um, and uh, I, can't, I keep forgetting the Italian name of your school. Um, Genetzano. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's named after a little town in Italy. Yes. Yeah, mm. but but you but you feel that it's the right thing to do is to is to is to give them that sort of uh, you know presumably access to better teachers, better facilities, etc. Yeah, it can. Yeah, we did discuss it a lot because um, it it can present its problems as well. You can live in a little 
tiny little world yeah. and uh, um, and have a distorted view. Um, yeah. And everything comes pretty easily. And they used to talk of the silver spoon when I was there at school. And yeah. there is one. Yeah, there is. And it's uh, a lot of things get provided uh, to you and everything. Um, I think it just really only makes sense further down the track. And yeah, uh, yeah I'm very grateful um, for that, yeah, for that education. And, um, there is a great network that comes from it. It's yep. a strong, yep. uh, network. I'm just, I don't think that's isolated just to that though. That can happen a lot yeah, of Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, that, but that is terribly important. I mean, even if you find yourself in a tight spot in a foreign city, you might know someone that knows someone that can, yeah. that can help you out or whatever. Mm. Did you, did you have exposure in your, because in my mind, the, what I, it's probably not true, but what I felt I missed out on was, you know, where I went to school, uh, it, it was like the curriculum. Now you just, you just learn, you know, it's like the teacher said, right, open on page three and then read it and then, and then that's it in the end mm. in the day. Whereas I always feel like at the better schools, maybe you just, you know, it's kind of like the Robin Williams fantasy, you know, you do get exposed <laughs> to the, the, the inspired teacher that. <clears throat> there is a bit of that. And, <clears throat> and the, his, uh, the, the, yeah, there was not only what we were learning, but there was a history to the school that mm. went back um, hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. The, the origins of where I went to school yeah. was back to um, to France and a group oh. of, group of nuns um, who p- uh, put education really high. They they founded their own order. Yeah. Um, FJC, they're called. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of nuns and <laughs> bunch of nuns. <laughs> they AKA set bunch about of nuns. <laughs> really wanting to educate women. Yeah. And making that a focus. Yeah. And becoming educated themselves. So there was, that was the focus. It was yeah. just on learning, and it was great. And learning for yeah. life, always learning. Yes. Yeah. It was a really good thing. Um, well, what do you think yeah. about the? I mean, because there's the, there's this argument now, isn't there that. Um, You know, you remember when you used to learn maths and, oh, well, maybe you didn't, but, you know, you're learning trigonometry or whatever it is and most children will go, why? You yeah. know, as in, you just need to, you know, you need to learn this. And now we, now we, as as I just said, now we do literally have the entire yeah. learning of the world in our pocket, mm. you know, a couple of keys. So it's, it's, it's almost, what are you curious about, isn't it? It's, it's sort of fostering that curiosity it, it of the world. It is. Yeah. It's. It's setting that seed for questioning everything. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it was was great. I can't fault that. So yeah. happy, happy all together that you went to that school. Yeah. Did your younger sister yeah. go through the same school? She did. Yeah. yeah cool. Um, and we won't we won't say very different. Well, she's got yeah, she's a very she's a lawyer now. and yeah, and we won't we we we, we, <laughs> we won't go too deeply into what she does exactly. But she's she's a lawyer. She does she like her job? Do you think? She loves it. Loves Absolutely it. loves yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, and has a real um, passion and she's compelled um, to do her job really well. Isn't that great? Yeah. Just that. So she's very dedicated. She's found her thing. Yeah. Yeah, she found and, her place. Um, so certainly her education played a big part in that. Yeah. Um, was that set out from a, was she very young when she decided to be a lawyer? She wanted to be a lawyer? Um, she was always very argumentative. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, she always had a an answer for everything. Um, yeah. I don't think so. I think only in the later years. Yeah. 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 Actually, she started off with a different course and then 
changed her mind and, and did that. Yeah. And is she um, a barrister? She's she's actually in courtrooms. Yeah. 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 Yep. And and your older brother is what is he? What, IT finance? Did you say? Yeah, it's very vague what he does, and he doesn't work currently at the moment. Oh. Um, just. Because he doesn't need to or doesn't want to? He doesn't to. need to. I don't think. <laughs> he, uh, he had great jobs. He's worked for big global banks um, oh, in the UK. Wow. He worked for Deutsche Bank. and So he's lived across, lived overseas lived as well. Lived overseas and... a fair bit. Um, and that's probably another thing. He's had that opportunity to go. Well, he's just had that. Um, he's always strived for those kind of jobs, I guess. And maybe that comes from education. He wasn't happy with just working here. Yeah. He put himself in those big companies. He worked in sort of futures and stock exchanges. And Was he in London at the same time as you? Uh, we did cross over at one point. <laughs> yeah, he was there earlier yeah. than I was. Um, and he's done a lot of travel. And yeah, he's just, and he was living in Sydney for a long time working there. And he's just yeah. moved to Melbourne. And, oh, uh, nice. So he's between jobs, but he doesn't seem to be. He's pretty relaxed he's about pretty getting relaxed. the next one. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty relaxed that at sounds the moment. Good. Yeah. Is married married with kids? No, he's not uh married. He's been with his girlfriend for uh quite quite some years. Yeah. Um they're happy together. Yeah. And, and she's and got a good job in Melbourne now, so Cool. And your sister? Is she married? No, she's single, she's on her own. Oh. She does move around a lot. Yeah. With her job. Yeah. Uh so and she has done for several years, so that does make it hard. She's got yeah. a base in Sydney, she's got a uh flat in Bondi, but she um Right. Yeah, it's busy. Parents must be very. Sound, I mean, just as a parent, you know, it sounds like that the scope and the what what you guys have gone and done and spread your wings, and they must be very must be very proud of what you've all achieved and done. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, uh, and they set the seat. They travelled themselves. Mum's travelled through work and uh, had a love of that. She still travels every yeah. year. She tries to get uh, to France, or uh, she's going this year to Spain and. Constantly travelling. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, and so is my father. Um, so so you said, I, know, I know Dad's up in Queensland. Where did you say Mum is now? She's in Melbourne. She's in Melbourne as well. In yeah. Kew? In Hawthorne, yeah. Okay. Mm. Family house, like place you grew up in? No, it's just oh. renting a little. So you don't have one of those places where you can go, you know, the, the family house where you grew up with all the memories and things? No, unfortunately not. Yeah. Um, no, we don't. No, that was sold probably when I was off travelling. Yeah, yeah, it was. Some, um, some of the records disappeared as well. Yeah, maybe more records <laughs> might have disappeared. <laughs> right. I, I hung on to mine. I quickly oh, thank goodness. grabbed mine. <laughs> thank goodness. All right. So I know that uh, this song's got some magic in it as well. Um, Danny Warhols. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, Bohemian Like You. It, it, yeah, do you remember what you said about it? Oh, I can't remember. I did hit a flat kind of time where mm. music. I wasn't really into the grunge scene or Nirvana. Oh, okay, or, yeah. no, I wasn't really. Didn't do it for you. No, I appreciated sort of other a lot of those bands, Soundgarden and um, Alice in Chains, yep. and um, appreciated it all. But it sort of. A lot of fun went out the window and... Um, you mean the grunge was all a little bit serious kind <laughs> yeah, of thing? it was all a bit, bit serious <laughs> yeah, and yeah. all a bit too heavy. And then I guess there was a lot of other pop, pop stuff. I just didn't have that in my radar. So I didn't listen to enough of that, maybe. Yeah. Or folky sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, so the guitar got put away and 
this was the band that got it back out again or got my yeah. excitement for playing and um right so actually got you to start performing again this, yeah. this, this song yeah this album helped me hear the fun in rock and roll again a nice mix of cool arty rock sounds vibe what what year is this now this is is this early 2000s or late 90s? Oh, late 90s? I don't know when it would have been. I did backtrack and discover it later after it was put out. Yeah. Yeah. And then I went, oh, why haven't I known about this band? Sort of moment, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen them live? Yeah, seen them live. And I think, I don't know, maybe people might think they're very serious, but I can sort of see they've got quite a tongue-in-cheek attitude to... Got a bit of a wink. Yeah, to being a rock star. And I kind of like that. I think that's really quite fun. Yeah, right. Crack his song. All right, let's pump this one as well.
sneaky Stop peek. Yes. <laughs> Got drawn to guitars in the room, <laughs> which there are many of. <laughs> Got a little distracted. <laughs> there you go. See, it brings the fun back into yeah, playing guitar, right that on. track. Yeah, I mean, immediately, immediately you, you just couldn't help. You know, you want to play along. Yeah, to you that want to play song. along. Dance along. Mm. All right, let's take a let's take a um, detour into your film choice because I think I think we have one more. I think we have one more song to go through. So let's let's go to your choice of film, mm. which obviously I've heard of, but it's embarrassing. I've never seen this film. Oh, okay, and it's. It's right up my alley. Right up your alley, so from, to speak. From your description, yeah, from, <laughs> from your description. So, so you're on you're on a spaceship. Does that? I mean, you call it a postmodern classic. Does that? Does does your uh, situation inform this choice of film, or is this just just your favourite? Just film? my favourite. Yeah. Right? So it was a nice coincidence, huh. and I just love. Um, I guess that reference to postmodern. It's just the style of the. Um, movie is lovely. It's set in the future, but they're driving around in um, very old fashioned sort of nineteen forties oh, type cars, but okay. they're electric. And, oh. uh, and this was years ago. I don't know when it was made, but everyone's driving around in electric ca- cars. Yeah, right. And it really, I think it's the whole genetic thing. It touches on um, playing with genetics, which mm. is actually happening now. Yeah. Um, and at that time, I could <coughs> so I could see, oh, this is really going to happen. People are going to manufacture designer babies yeah and that's what it's really all about wow um and yeah before you know it we're here so. it's very arthur c clark then isn't it you know they have a well i guess like a lot of great science fiction it, it's uh it's it, it's actually uh prescient isn't it? It, it, it it's a lot of these things are coming like coming 1984 yeah, yeah it was very yeah. um not too chilling to watch because it wasn't around so when i watched yeah. it it was sort of just like oh that's an idea of what might happen? So is um, it a is it a is it a like is it a, a bummer of a film? Like is it a, without giving me the, no. the ending? It's, it's it's not a it's not a, a dystopian no. depressing film. No, I think it just shows you how even though this one brother was genetically um, not flawed. I mean, just compared to his brother, which was uh, he was a sort of superhuman. Um, yeah. The other brother had a weak heart and things uh, like that, um, which, yeah, got found out sort of uh, prior to birth and yeah, because uh, they had that technology. Um, I think it just shows, despite all that, he still was able to um, uh, get the job yeah. he was wanting, yeah. which was to go to space. And, oh, I see. Yeah, and you could only do that if you had the top the, fitness and right. um, genetically pass the test and all of it's, these markers. It's sounding very eugenics and very Aryan racy yeah. in, in its touchstones as well, right? Yeah. If, you're, if you're not perfect, you're, you're, you're out of here That's sort it. of thing. Yeah, so it shows it from him, his perspective huh. and then you just see him just really, um, I don't know, to know how to put it without sounding corny, show the human spirit. And, mm-hmm. um, this is, is this Ethan Hawke or Jude Law? Um Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. He's and and Uma Thurman's supposed to be like a perfect um, human in, in it as well. Is, oh, is she's just one of the. Yeah, she is a perfect uh, human, <laughs> and she works at the company, uh, right? The space company. It's been yeah. years and years since I've seen it, uh-huh. but I just remember it really um, resonated for the feel of it all. I don't even yeah. think there was an amazing uh, soundtrack to it, uh, even. But 
there's a scene in, where they run out into a field and in the background are just thousands of solar panels oh. in the middle of the desert um, in America. And that was before, you know, we had all started going solar mad. Yeah. So there were just yeah. real references to the future that were just really spot on. Yeah, right. Mm. I wonder if it's a place... Um there is a um <clears throat> it's not quite solar but there's a place um just on the border of California and Nevada um have you ever driven through there no you, so if you drive from LA to to Vegas um like the best way to do it is to go through like Joshua Tree National Park and take a detour but mm. a, a few a few miles before you get to the Nevada border if you're coming from LA there's there's this field of mirrors and when I say field, I mean tens of thousands of mirrors, and and um, mm. they, the, the the technology, basically, there's four there's four towers, and the mirrors can t- obviously turn slightly f- as the sun moves, but the idea is that each one reflects the sun to the to the summit of of this tower, which glows white hot. Oh wow! Um, and so, in other words, it's it's like. It, <sighs> I'm not explaining it very well, but it's not, it's not solar power, but it's using obviously the sun's power. But mm. the way it works is to superheat the, the top of these towers. And then I think, I, I guess they circulate right, water energy, through right? it or yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if it's, cause I, I think I'm pretty sure Arnold Schwarzenegger funnily enough was involved in the sign off of, of the project somewhere along the way, like oh. to, to make this thing. It looks, yeah, it doesn't look like they've sort of set it up. It looks like a place. It looks um, like a real place. Yeah. I wonder. I but, wonder. Um, to, it was fascinating at the time. I can't remember yeah. what year it came out or whenever I saw it. I just thought, wow, that's amazing. But it really moves you. So it really, um, so this is 97. So you're, um, just trying to, th- I'm trying to work this out. So you're, you're at university at this stage? Yeah, it must have been. So maybe I just found all of that really interesting and yeah. that genetics. And like I saw, I saw a 1984, I think when I was quite young too. Yeah, right. Um, mum and dad dragged me. <laughs> I don't <laughs> you, know why. I think they were starting at university and that was on. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never seen that. I've never seen the film with that. Yeah, so that was really interesting too. Pretty scary. And but great. I watched it at a young age, so um, yeah. But these things stay. They, they stay with you though, don't they? You know, mm. it's like these. Um, was it like you know, it's like Charlotte's Web and mm. I don't know Brighton Rock or something. You see, you see them, and if they're explained to you in the right way, they they really stick with you, and the messages that they, they come yeah. back get you as an older person. All right, so that's your one on the space station. Your luxury item. Are you sure you don't want the whiskey? Oh, yeah, now I probably would. <laughs> There's not you can't have two. <laughs> oh look, I'll tell you what, you can you can No, I'm 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 giving you I'm giving you your guitar because Yeah, I don't can, need the whiskey, it's all right. <laughs> no, no, you can you can have no, you there can have some whiskey. Too. <laughs> you, can, you can have you can you can have some whiskey as well, or, or or wine or whatever it is um mm, that red you need. Wine. Yeah, some red wine and some, mm. Okay, you can have both. I'm giving that to you. That's cool. Um and so therefore, your now we're on to your your final song choice, uh, Neil Young. Mm. Now you're a um, now you're you're an acoustic Neil fan more than a Crazy Horse. Amps turned up to to uh, fifteen. I only just discovered that sort of sound later, much later on, and the, we saw him live here not that many years ago. Oh, okay. Um, Did he play the the winery place? The, yeah. Oh. With, uh, now I've drawn a blank. Not Crazy Horse. That's um, the album was Psychedelic Pill. Uh, so um, Neil Young played with some other musicians. Yes. I not, thought they not, had a different. Not Crosby, Stills, Nash type guys. No. Wasn't those? Um, not 
Buffalo Springfield. No, no. I don't think it was Crazy Horse, but maybe some oh, of the same players. Some of the same players, yeah. Um, and really electric, and it was just huh. amazing. So that was great. So, so your experience of Neil before that was very much this kind of acoustic. Just Neil. acoustic, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. and that was probably just. Uh, hanging out with friends it was just campfire songs and I think I realized I could play around the campfire and that was fun and <laughs> yeah. uh, intro- introduction to fingerstyle sort of finger picking guitar as well yeah which was nice another type of playing um yeah just amazing stories I guess his uh, lyrics yeah so this is one where you, where you actually would pull out your mates and and, uh, and play along with it. This is yeah. one that you enjoy playing along to. Yeah. Um, and never get sick of uh, these songs. And go, thing, like going with your other. theme of your love of production and with, I mean, with, with this. this Very pared back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not much. No. Um, yeah. I think the songwriting just stands alone then. I think it's just... Um, yeah, it's very basic, and that's just yeah. What sounds great? Oh, the actually the the album's got lots of strings on it and backing vocals and yeah, um, other things going on. So maybe some of the other tracks. Um, is this the one with um with uh, is it old old man or, or whatever? It's old man, yeah, harvest with um, right Linda yep. Ronstant on. Oh, she on that backing vocals. Okay, yeah. but you're with Needle and the Damage Giant because it's it's just a beautiful simple. Uh, what is it you said all time awesome album love it for the acoustic country guitar yeah and that's that big Americana kind of sound I really like that yeah sound that's a whole nother sort of genre yeah um do you go country do you go a little bit country if you yeah. uh yep <laughs> if you have to <laughs> bit hillbilly <laughs> um yeah oh, they've got great stories yeah um country music um maybe it just doesn't have enough swagger yeah for me i think so maybe maybe some johnny cash yeah maybe not hank williams or or no (laughs) (laughs) yeah if it's country it's got a sort of border of yeah a little bit of bit of outlaw outlaw okay absolutely um yeah yeah and and the um did you know the story behind this this song, Neil Neil's. Yeah, and I wonder if it was around about a time when I was sort of becoming aware of, um, yeah, what can happen with harder mm. substances. Mm. Um, you know, um, even at fancy schools, you're not immune to um, that scene at all. Oh, is that right? Yeah. And so I did know a guy who... Uh, yeah, he died as a oh result of an overdose. At, at school? Yeah, I think he wow. might have just been in year 12 or just after. Blimey. Um And there were quite a few who went down that path. Blimey. So... From that s- sort of social uh, so- circle that you that you mentioned. People. Yeah, on the outer sort of yeah, acquaintances. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, it's c- across all Yep. broad sort of... Uh, different types of people it affects. Um, so that's probably why it was a bit more poignant, that song yeah. too. Yeah. Absolutely. And okay. very real. 
Okay. God, I don't want to finish on a bummer. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll take it up after this. We'll, no. we'll go. We'll find some happiness. We'll, we'll go back to the Dave Gilmore song. Maybe <laughs> it's a beautiful song. All right. I caught you knocking at my cellar door I love you baby, can I have some more? Ooh, the damage done I hit the city and I lost my band I watched the needle take another man Gone song because I love the man I know that some of you don't understand milk blood to keep from running out I've seen the needle and the damage done a little part of it in everyone but every junkie's like a setting sun It always there catches me out at the end of that. Yeah, we end with an applause. <laughs> yeah, but but that's but that's is that's I mean that's the album, right? There's there's applause on the. It's not a live album, is no, it? No, it's just oh, on that track. Yeah, and I think that appeals too. It's just uh, yeah, hearing that sound gives another dimension to it. You're not you're very sort of lost in the song, and then all of a sudden you're in a concert hall. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and it kind of finishes very abruptly. Fa- yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Which I can only imagine is supposed to be some sort of allegory for the fact that his mate died and or that he just dropped done. his pick or okay that's it so i'm done i'm out of here all right well let's find some light shall we let's yeah find... yeah that, i didn't realize that was uh it was more the finger style guitar playing yeah um... and 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 well just you know so so you said it was more recently so did you get surprised by the by the electric Neil Young when you saw him live? Was, like, was that the first experience you had of him and his old Les Paul? And... I knew about it. I guess I didn't listen to those albums much. Yeah, I'd yeah. seen a few videos of him and, yeah, Les Paul and Rocking Out. I just yeah. didn't uh, listen to it much. But absolutely, we couldn't believe it. We were blown away. In a good way. In a good way. Yeah. Um, and I guess Bob Dylan's done that too. He's gone electric and gone wild. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah so it was like seeing an artist just in a whole new Light and it started to rain at this gig uh, and thunder. And yeah, he played Hurricane. Oh my goodness! In the rain, whilst all the uh, guys on stage were covering up all the equipment so there no explosions. <laughs> explosions yeah, or he wouldn't get electrocuted, yeah. and he just kept wiping down his guitar just didn't care. with a towel. Yeah, um, to get the rain off and kept playing. It was amazing. Yeah, 
Is that was that the old Pesseville place? Mount mm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah he's I I always think of his poor poor roadie or guitar tech because I think I think he plays through like three or four Fender Twins or something, which mm. are notoriously very loud anyway. And then I think he, he I think he turns everything up to just like 10. I think he just goes across and goes, yeah, and just turns right everything up. up. Mm. So they've, all of them are on the point of exploding all the time. <laughs> so I can only imagine, you know, can you imagine you're, you're in the back end of nowhere, you're his guitar tech and it's like, oh no, now I've got to find another 50,000 tubes before. Dear. Yeah. Yeah, because Neil's about to blow up enough one of these old amps. Well, that, that was the sound. It was just, uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, but it, it had lots of uh, light and shade and yeah. it was lovely. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, Andrew really loved that gig, that that guitar playing and that. <laughs> was that that funny? He's discovered that. So yeah, <laughs> was he, he's mad for. <laughs> it was just like another one. Is, yeah. It was like his, uh, you know, um, whole lot of love. He just said, oh, yeah. this, this Neil Diamond guy. Uh, Neil Diamond. Neil, Neil Young guy. Neil good. Young. And he's just now compact he's listening to Decca and all these songs but more of the jams he loves jams that go on and on and yeah. on yeah from from Neil Young yeah yeah so I, that's been funny this that um what's that one uh you know um Cortez the Killer that's know. his favorite he heard that on the radio and just wow what is this Boy. and I went oh that's actually he heard a cover of it yeah and I said that's actually a Neil Young right. song and we found that and he went oh you've got to hear this cover and yeah the cover just went for 10 minutes like plus 10 minutes. or something and yeah. he was just Loving it. Came in again like a 12-year-old, like, oh, my God, this is the best rock song I've ever, <laughs> I've ever heard. Do you, do you, do you in these moments, do you, do you have to pretend that, that you've never really sort of, oh, that's, that sounds good? Yeah, so, well, that's Neil Young, um, I think. I've been listening to him for a while now. Yeah, sorry. That's funny. 25, 30 years. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's great. But you experienced that gig together. Did you go with any yeah. any of the other local crew to, to see that one? Yeah, Mark and Beck. Oh, they were there. Went along. And yeah. there were some other people there we knew. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah. Aside from all the rain. Um, but it sounds like in that moment, they, they, the rain was a cool thing. Like, it was a cool thing. Yeah. It transformed the whole gig. Yeah. yeah. It was great. And yeah, that shows how good he is and how many concerts oh, and things he's done. Yeah. I wonder how many. Mm. Yeah. And he's still there. And, he, and he's, I don't know how old he is, but he must be well into his 70s by now. Yeah, I'd say so. Incredible. Yeah. All right, look, we're almost there. How are you feeling? You all right? I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you are. You're just to the man of born. You're just, it's easy. Comfy. <laughs> Do you remember which one you, uh, which one of the seven, you know, the seven flying towards the airlock out into the, out into outer space and you have to pick one to save out of all of them? Oh, was it um, Beck? Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. I think because the whole um, album sort of vibe, that it's just a whole beautiful soundscape. Yeah, I think that was yeah. I mean, you 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 put it in a different way, but said the same thing. You said for the record for the recording quality. So I guess you just you just love the sound of that that whole thing, the way it's produced. And yeah, it's put together. I love that it just starts somewhere, but then it just goes up and beyond, and yeah. with strings and things, it just goes higher and higher. It's great, um, and it's all consistent. I guess yeah. it's like a piece, like as a yeah. Um, it's not a group of songs. It's more of a like you put it on Tire. and you want to listen to it from the first song to yeah, the last song. Yeah, to the song. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you remember which quote or proverb that you picked? Oh, uh, yes, I think. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, life's yeah. too serious. Life's 
Yeah, like oh, no, life. Yeah, uh, Oscar Wilde. Mixing Island. it with another one. Yeah, no, no, um, no. no you got, no, you're right. Uh, life is too important to yeah, be taken too important seriously. to taken seriously. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, I think Mum has probably said that in the past. I like that it's just completely kind of contradicts and cancels each other out, but it's yeah. so true. Yeah. Um, so it's a wonderful thing, uh, yeah. humour and yeah. having a laugh. And <laughs> like always look on the bright side of life. Yeah, all those right. little Because the last laugh's on you as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, just, I just read his autobiographies. <laughs> And yeah, poor poor Eric Idle. I always yeah. I mean, well, not poor Eric. I mean, he's had a great life. But um, to to know that not only has that song given him so much in his life, but to know to know the song that not only you'll be remembered for, but the song that will be played at your own funeral. Yeah. You know, it's quite it's got a darkness to it, but it is light as well. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What else are you going to do? And are we sticking with having having introduced the? Uh, the the realization that you're you're putting one incredibly uh, vast expanse of nothingness in in another. You're sticking with your virtual reality pod of Outlook yeah, Australia. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that, but um, no, I find it really really comforting the um, the that vista of the outback. Um, yeah. My auntie had a farm well oh. into the outback in New South Wales, and right. we'd go out there for like a month at a time, most summers. Oh, wow. And the sunsets were just unbelievable. And it was just, yeah. I think once you're there, like if you turn up and it's 45 degrees and it's, um, there's flies yeah. and everything, it yeah. can just seem so like horrible and yeah. terrible. And I think so many people would do that from overseas. They'd fly to Ayers Rock and have yeah. an awful experience and then yeah. fly out again. Yeah. But it's only when you're sort of there and you see thunderstorms and oh, yeah. crickets and animals and uh, lizards and just amazing birds and all of yeah. that and the colours and, uh, yeah, it's just absolutely beautiful. What I'm getting when you're saying that is, is that the overall theme is, is is in somehow slowing down, isn't it? And, and paying attention to the beauty around you, you know, in, in a very fast-moving world. World, yeah. How do you do that? Like, how do you do that? Like, um, where we live and that? What, how, how yeah, do you... I think stop. Stop and look at the clouds. Do you do that? Yeah, I try to uh, when I can, um, once or twice a week or something, if I'm just sitting down having a cup of tea. Yeah. Try not to uh, have a computer laptop open and a magazine there and another article there, which I do do a bit of, but it's nice to just sit back and look out the window and watch the birds and things for a moment. Um, So it's getting back to nature and that's what everyone does, but that's become so complex. It's become like you need to go on a health yes, retreat or yes. it's costly yeah. to touch nature at all you have to go on a hike or you have to bring things and pack things and yep. instead of just uh experiencing <clears throat> nature very simply do you have a favorite yeah. spot i mean without well, it's not that anyone's going to seek out your spot but is there somewhere <laughs> around where we live around here particularly that you will go to to, to, to have that sense of serenity or... Oh, yeah, or oh, just near where we live. We live near the yeah. river, the Bowen River, and it's very quiet around the back uh, where we are, um, away from the beach. Yeah. Um, I'll usually go walk around there and there's nobody there and I can look across one direction, there's no houses and... The mangrove area. Um, uh, as looking it, as towards Wallington around. and that oh, kind yeah. of... And, uh, yeah, there's just nothing there. That is stunning there, isn't Which it? Which is nice, yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. I, I kind of feel... It's probably overly optimistic, but I kind of feel like um, it it can't be developed. 
because it has got that wetlands. The wetlands, yeah, and it's so there. close to the river there, and um, yeah, I just don't think that area around there will. Yeah. Yeah, like Connawarri, that won't. Yeah. Um, so if I, I paddleboard sometimes up that river. Oh, and, do you go up? Do you do that as well? Yeah, so I'll direct myself towards Geelong. I can see the yeah. stadium, football yeah. stadium, in the background, but yeah. between myself and the stadium, usually there's nothing around and lots of bird life, and yeah, it's uh. lovely. Yeah. Do, you do, do you do that on your own or with other people? Um, no, I usually go along the river there, that quiet area on my own. Uh, yeah. I go to, the, you know, the other busy side of the river where everyone is with friends, but... Yeah. Um, you mean down, like, towards the bridge where... Near the bridge, yeah. 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 Tina's getting all excited about the... She spoke to one of her friends and said it's almost champagne by the river at sunset time, you know, in the, in the, in the summer. That's an early call. Yeah, it's an early, I know it's an early call because it was zero degrees today, but yeah. she, that shows you. Why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? But I, I'm, I'm with you, that area, um, you know, where you can go to the levee, if if that if that's what it is, you know, where you, you can yeah. go that path that goes around and sort of up onto that levee there. It's mm. just magical Here's area. the opposite side of it. I guess you're at the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. The other side. That's yeah. right. That's right. Mm. But so I'll, you get the same view that way too. I'll go around there and park up and, and go for a, a run there sometimes. It's, it's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah. No, I did nice like, I, I, I did like in, in, you know, in trying to s- summarize, I don't need to because hopefully in the last two and something. Hold on. Let me check. <laughs> yeah. 2.46. That's, that's, um, that's brilliant. Um, I think hopefully we've got a sense of, of Anna Quayle, but I, I did, I just, you know, as I said, I think earlier on, I just had this sense of, um, of, of you I've, being, I've got a better sense of myself, I think. You can see, <laughs> well, I was going to say, no, you have a, you have a, you, 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 you have a sense of yourself and you have a sense of contentment in your, in your place in life and with your husband and with your children and, and, uh, and, 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 and when I say place in life, I mean, you know, your station, but also your physical station it feels like you've you've reached a really uh sort of contented um place to be at this point in your life which makes me happy yeah i think so <laughs> i mean life's still very busy we're yeah. right in the uh in the pocket of the busiest time <laughs> for sure you mean kids and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah. but uh this area living down here helps yeah i think and uh, and having a plan and having yes um, goals and things you want to do um, I'd love to play more music. <laughs> That'd be yeah. nice. I think I did make reference in there to um, right. being able to play music down here with Bianca, which has been wonderful. Yeah, you, actually, you know what? I, I do need to quote that because it was it was that that was lovely, and I didn't I didn't quote you word for word there. And, and I think if Bianca ever, I don't know if she, if she listens or will listen, but um, you say now? <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> I've been able to successfully continue playing music post having children down on the coast, both writing and performing originals and covers with the help of the collaboration with singer, percussionist, all-round multi-instrumentalist and good-time gal, <laughs> Bianca Forrester. It has been con- important to continue my, my passion of music despite the busy demands of motherhood and work during this time. Yeah. So well, lovely. Uh, she's yeah. very similar, I guess, you know, and uh, having two kids and busy and career. Yeah. Hopefully... When things are a little quieter, we can... <laughs> When's that going to be? <laughs> well, once they're all, yeah. you know, out of primary school and yeah. a bit more settled, have a bit more time to well, we've already play heard music. That, but we've heard that you and Quayle are going to park them and go off travelling anyway, so that's, so, so that's, that's before 
they fly the nest, there's there's more travel plans for just you two to go away. Yeah. Oh, hopefully, or after after mm. uh, we might have to wait, but we'll see. Yeah. But we are... we haven't thrown a date out there, but somewhere down the track. But um, hopefully we'll be like Neil Young and we'll come back mm. uh, with a whole new <laughs> vibe <laughs> when we're fifty plus. <laughs> yeah. For sure, and, huge and, gigs. No. Yeah, keep playing, and 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 all, but also, you know, it's good to be busy, and, and and it is a kind of crazy time of life. But it sounds like you've got balance, hmm. and and tonight you've got a quiz to look forward to. Oh, fantastic! That is great. That's a, that's a new, <laughs> wondrous thing. Yeah, I think we'll do more of those. Look, I have oh, I, yeah, quiz I still questions. Have to, I still have quiz, to finish. quiz master. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else you want to say? No, thanks. Thanks no. for the opportunity. It's great. Oh no, you're... it's good fun. No, thank it's you. Fantastic. I've really, I know, I understand. It's, it's three hours out of your life, busy life, to, to subject yourself to a, a, an interrogation of sorts and open up your life. So thank you. Oh, well, but it's a great, it's a great format. I think that's a, it's a great format to open up a great discussion. Great. So that's what works really well. That's oh, wonderful. Cool. So, yeah, well thanks, done. and I hope you, I hope Andrew, Quail, great lad, and I hope you. Your children listen to it someday as well. That's not, that's the point of this as well. Well, he likes long jams, so <laughs> yeah, he'd love a three-hour jam. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he'll listen. Very good. All right, thanks, Anna. Cheers. <laughs>